Mazda presents The Steve Dangle Podcast with your hosts, Steve Dangle and Adam Wild. Gentlemen. Adam. Happy Clinchmas! And happy, happy Clinchmas to all the teams. All 16 NHL teams. No, no, no. All 16 NHL no, teams that matter. Can't. And remember, if your team didn't make it, you don't matter. That's true. Welcome <laughs> to the not matterville. So there We've are, lived there for a while. There's 17 teams in the league that don't matter. That's that's, that's right. There's 15 playoff teams that matter. 15. And 14. 15. Oh, yeah. And 14 non-playoff teams. That, are you counting the Vegas's? Oh, no, no. I'm talking about the Leafs because they're swept, guys. They're swept. They're going to lose in three. Haven't you heard? <laughs> <laughs> haven't you heard that the Leafs have already lost to the Washington Capitals? Haven't you heard? Well, if anybody's... Steve Dangle podcast NHL bracket challenge is done. You can you could actually predict that happening. Ooh. Right right this very second. Jesse, can you send me that link by the way? Because I want to open it, it later in the online portion of the show. Ooh. I'm but gonna yes. do that because uh, I'm chilling with you guys until Mrs. Dangle gets downtown. Because we're you going to the Jays game because she bought home all opener. The Jays oh, yeah. Remember when she bought all those tickets? <laughs> you didn't know? So yeah, how many tickets <laughs> to the Blue Jays you have this year? Uh, it's very unfortunate. She tripped, fell, and bought thirty tickets. So she bought fifteen pairs of wow. tickets. Okay. <laughs> the average if the average ticket cost is fifty dollars. Oh, I don't want to talk about it. Fifty times thirty. If that's the average. No, 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 no. No. But it was where, more. Where are you sitting? It was three times as much as I thought it would cost. Uh, where are we sitting? Because you got three times as many tickets as you probably thought yeah. you were going to get. Five it, games is okay. <laughs> well, she said she was, hey, do you mind if I buy a flex pack? And I'm like, go ahead. Because I thought yeah. she meant 10 tickets because I had bought a flex pack in the past and it was 10 tickets. They're like six game flex packs. Four and then game I see, flex packs. yeah, it was like, it was, I think it was like $650 for Whoa. 12 pairs of tickets. Whoa. And I remembered like looking at my credit card and going, what? What is this? I think my credit card got stolen. Yeah, by my wife. And then she bought three more pairs of tickets on top of that. Why? Because she's crazy. You know what the worst part about this is? I have said a couple times to Steven SL and then and then disappointed myself after saying this. I, I've, I've said, you know, we should all, like, podcast family, we should go out for, uh, we should go to a Jays game. Mm-hmm. But we can't now. No. Because they have so many tickets and they're sitting by themselves. It's just the two of them. We can't sit with them. Oh, weird, Adam. <laughs> Did Mrs. Dangle make an error in her impulsive thinking? <laughs> Did she weirdly? So like, I can't see a James make a decision with you guys this year because you've got thirty effing tickets. Did she make a decision without comprehending the consequences? <laughs> this is a, the conversation I had with her the other day. Is I get so frustrated when she makes crazy decisions like these and other ones that yeah. we won't get into. But like getting a second dog. Yeah. Okay. There it is. <laughs> she wants a second dog, and so I logically went through why that's not the greatest idea. Right. Not the greatest idea, and I and I just like I had to sit her down and I and I go, listen, it is so well documented. You are the smartest member of this two person marriage. Right. So when you get crazy like this, it's scary for me as the dumb one. Right. Because I'm alone. I'm alone. I'm I I am the logical one. And you're you're the non-functioning one, and it's and it's not a great way for the marriage to be. I like she's smart, I'm dumb. She goes, Steve, that's dumb, and explains, and I go, mm-hmm. dope, you're right. So you're 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 being cast in a role that you're uncomfortable with in this particular instance. Yeah. Okay. It's like asking Roman Polak to be first line center. Right. 
Right. Here you go. This I is, mean, he'll do it. So, so you're saying Mrs. Dangle's playing Randy Carlisle hockey? A little bit. Wow. A little bit. Yeah. Wow. She, Mrs. Dangle has a theory about concussions. <laughs> Which is they don't. She's had this. a concussion. <laughs> hey, what did he say? I heard. I heard that reference the other day. What was the theory about concussions? Oh, his, what was I that think comment? His theory, if I remember correct, and maybe you can look up the quote, was uh, helmets. Your head gets hot wearing a helmet, and that causes your brain to expand. So helmets cause concussions, Adam. Wow. He was coach of the Toronto Maple Leafs. I'm actually sort of surprised that that did not get more play. Yeah, me too. It's weird. I, every now and then, someone says something so crazy that it doesn't get much play because the journalists are like, I, I, I'm going to leave that alone. Yeah. I like. <laughs> Maybe he didn't mer- mean it that way. Maybe he was kidding and I didn't interpret that. I'm just going to leave it alone. Right. Yeah, that was okay. nuts. That was hey, nuts. So um, we're going to go through today. Uh, and I'm going to get back to doing this a little bit more. I'm going to outline the, sh- the show what we're doing. Okay, so oh, yeah. obviously uh, we're going to go through all the playoff series quickly. Obviously, we're going to focus on the Leafs and Caps a bit because we're a Leafs podcast. But yes. we're also going to go through the rest of the series, um, the series that matter less, you might say. Oh, a hundred percent less. <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about Black that. Monday in the NHL. Holy pink Justin. slip Monday! Uh, yeah. yeah, wow. Uh, lots of stuff. Lots of stuff there. And uh, crazy. Oh, man, half of my my show outline was deleted. I don't know how that happened. Oh, that's good. So that's fun. Wow, <laughs> what happened? Are you serious? Yeah. Oh no. Oh, that sucks. Because I spent three hours last night prepping the show. That's fantastic. <laughs> that's okay though. Is I know. I draft? know what my last couple links where it's going to be fun. Okay, good. We're going to live. We're going to live. So <laughs> we'll start with the Leafs and Caps. Yes. Leafs and Caps, which you know, I, I think uh, it was. A, Bobby Cappuccino on Twitter, who wrote an entire article about how the Leafs should be should see this as a failure, and now he's going to have to you know worry about who they're drafting at seventeenth rather than first overall. Oh, uh, what what we have here is a pretty lopsided on paper matchup. Totally, totally. That is what happens when the team who squeaks in at the very last moment takes on the President's Trophy winner. That's what happens. That's what happens. And it's, it's like this every year. We have this every year. President's Trophy winner, team that just squeaked in. Yeah. I mean, sometimes it doesn't quite work out that way because East and West, guess what? This year, you got the Leafs squeaking in, mm-hmm. and you got the Caps, President's Trophy winners. So, uh, in how many games will the Caps win this? Well, not so fast, boys and girls. Not so fast. Because, um, again, you got to remember it's the Washington Capitals. Mm-hmm. The good and the bad. The good being they're the best regular season team since 2009, probably. They, they've, what is it, their second or third President's Trophy in that time span? Yeah. They're absolutely unbelievable, and they have this tendency to screw things up in the playoffs. In fairness, they have the tendency to run into the Pittsburgh Penguins and Yaroslav Halak in the playoffs. Yeah, that one Yaroslav Halak year where it, might, it looked like Carey Price yeah. might get traded. Yeah, where they beat the Caps and then the Penguins. Can you imagine that would have happened, by the way? Dude, no. It almost, <laughs> almost sort of did. Well, it was and that like, was one of the most... Choose, Montreal? It was one of the most improbable runs. Mm-hmm. I know. It was one of the most improbable playoff runs we've seen in a very long time. And they were defeated by another improbable playoff run. In the Philadelphia Flyers. So that was crazy. Um, another thing, I look at the head-to-head matchup. That is important in this one. If we just look at how the teams performed in the regular season, uh, then the Ducks and Flames matchup looks really even. I think Flames fans hate that matchup because the Flames haven't won in Anaheim in how many years? 
I don't. I don't it's remember. Been a while. It's I don't been a remember while. what the stat is, but okay. The last time the Flames lost in Anaheim, which was only a week or two ago, the fans in Anaheim chanted, "You can't beat us!" Or no, 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 no. You can't win here. <laughs> That's really funny. because they can't. Because they can't. They, they've had a brutal time. So I think there's more factors at play than just regular season performance. Now, this particular season, Leafs versus Caps. You would never know based on how people are calling the series right now, that it is 1-1-1. It is the early season Leafs taking on the Washington Capitals, who I think might have been without Nicholas Backstrom this game, so I will give them that. Uh, The Leafs won 4-2. Matt Martin scored on a beautiful breakaway. Braden Holtby with the loss. Leafs win 4-2. Well, I expect Matt Martin to score multiple times on breakaways in game one. I absolutely do as well. I think that that's going to happen. I think Matt does too. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, Austin Matthews with that ridiculous behind-the-net goal to Leo Komarov where he pats Brooks Orpik on the shoulder and says, good job. That was great. Yeah, Leafs cough up three one-goal leads in that one. The Caps win uh, 6-5 in overtime. Asterisk, Braden Holtby got yanked after the first period where he allowed three goals. And then the lone Leafs regulation loss against the Caps was second half of a back-to-back in their miserable five games in seven days stretch. So, I look at the first game, I go, you give the Caps that one, actually, because, I mean, anytime you're missing your number one center, that's a, that's a bad time. I look at the second one, and I go, damn, that was an even game. That was a very even game. I look at the third one, and I go, well, you give that to the Leafs. Come on. Mm-hmm. Come on. Look, look, at the, look at the scenario. Come on. I get it. The way I see it, it's a closer series than people give it credit for. Now, you can get swept in a close series. Mm-hmm. Or you can lose it in seven games. You can win it in seven games. You can win it in a sweep. It's the playoffs where dumb happens, where goofy happens, where crazy happens. Enjoy it. Just enjoy the series. Now, uh, I I am so – Down Goes Brown, I think, nailed it with a tweet on, As always, on Sunday. Nailed it. Frustratingly good. Uh, he said – he basically tweeted – Really looking forward to that Ottawa Senators series and then checks Twitter. So glad that, or sorry, Ottawa Senators Leafs series checks Twitter. So glad that series never happened. And oh, it's so 100%, 100%. true. 100%. It was already starting and it was both sides. It was not It was not one side over the other of just the belligerently stupid tweets going both ways. Now, I would love to see an Ottawa Leafs series. The Twitter verse, though, I don't think can handle I don't think it. it. I don't handle think we're it. mature enough on Twitter to handle that. It was so. It was. Be. It was bad. People were talking about. Uh, isn't it crazy that the Leafs are the only team to make the playoffs and not win more games than they lost? And uh, and like a whole bunch of. Um, and like I think Bonks Mullet on Twitter was like yeah. tweeting a bunch of you know stuff that just to enrage Leaf fans. He's for, just a big Sens fan. So like I mean he's supposed to do that. Yeah. He's supposed yeah. to. So I'm not even going to get mad at him. Um, but it was just it was just like, oh, no, this is going to be really bad. Now, what I've noticed from Capitals Twitter is they're very civil. Damn it. They're the nicest people. I was on Ian Olin's podcast yesterday. The Russian Machine Never Breaks is my favorite team-specific blog. And we've had Ian on the show. Absolutely. Friend of the show, Ian Olin. Friend of the show. And friend of me. Friend of... I hate this. I hate that I have to not like him for like the next two weeks. Hopefully. Um, if the Leafs, if the Leafs did win, and this is a question oh for both God. of you, if the Leafs did win, pandemonium. Besides the pandemonium part, would you feel a little bit guilty for Ovechkin? Because this might be the last legitimate shot the man has at a cup for at least a year yeah. or two. Well, and here let me address not, that. Because... Not, to, not to say that the Caps won't be great next year, but I don't know if they'll be this great. No, but a lot can change in a very 
small amount of time when you retool, which it looks like the Caps will have to do. We've said this about the Blackhawks two or three times now, mm-hmm. and every freaking time they seem to come back. Um, I'll feel a little guilty, but like 1%, 2%. The other 98% will be unabashed joy <laughs> and giddiness and me thinking that the Leafs are going to win the Cup. Which sucks, because imagine the Leafs beat the Capitals. The yeah. improbable, the impossible happens. You have three more rounds <laughs> before you yeah. got to win the damn cup. Oh, my God. Winning the Stanley Cup is so hard. It's so hard. It's Making so hard. the playoffs is hard enough, man. The Leafs had to be the healthiest team in 40 years to make it there. Well, what about Roby Dalupal and Horst? Shut up. They had to be the healthiest team in 40 years to make it there. And now they have to go through four rounds. Mm-hmm. Ah. Steve, you were reading a stat <laughs> before... Uh, before we started the show, speaking of health, can you read that same stat? Yes, this is, I j- literally just clicked off it. <laughs> oh, crap. Uh-huh. Do you have it up? I do. <laughs> My stupid this fat Italian thumbs. Joe Smith from the Tampa Bay Times. Uh, Leafs had nine players who played in all 82 games. Nylander had 81 games. Uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning had zero. So they basically had 10 perfect seasons. Yeah. Except Nylander missed one game. One game. So 11. Yeah. No, no, no. It was nine Not perfect, nine. and then basically, yeah. yeah. Why don't I just say nine? And Tampa You're had right. zero. And Tampa had zero. Now, this is my thing. I'm very happy the Leafs are this good. Incredibly happy. Incredibly happy they made the playoffs. But looking forward, and I hate to already look forward to next season, I don't think the playoffs are a lock. They're not 100% lock because this season we discovered that it's not a lock for anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, Florida took a lot of grief this season, and they're still taking more grief because they've shuffled again. Which we will get to. Of course. But we can't deny that they were derailed by cataclysmic injuries. Yeah. Not just man games lost, who the man games were. They were bad. Tampa was, what, the most injured team in the league, possibly? Yeah. One of the most. Yeah. And again, quality of the player. Stamco, and they still, I compared them in a video. I compared them to uh, a zombie ripping off its own limbs so it could run faster. <laughs> they still almost made it. Go yeah. look at the standings. Go look at the standings. The Leafs slammed that metal door in a zombie movie at the last moment. Tampa missed by one point. All those injuries, they missed by one point. They're going to be a good team. They're going to be a good team. I would argue they're a better team than the Leafs, no questions asked. When healthy. The Leafs were historically, unbelievably healthy. Tampa was, oh my God, do they have any players left hurt? They were Montreal Canadiens last year. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. And then Montreal friggin' makes it too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so many things can happen. So many Montreal can fire their coach and be incredible. Which is and not exactly fall what out of first been. in the division. And not fall out of first at all. Yeah, I know. They fired their coach, didn't fall out of first. Yeah. And Gerard Gallant gets fired. That's outrageous. Michelle Terrien gets fired. Ah, I I see it. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, it's a uh, it's it's very very uh, very interesting. You know, I think watching Florida and watching Tampa, both teams in in the state of Florida next year is going to be very very interesting. Absolutely. See what what they can do. Um, thank God we don't have to deal with them now. Yeah, the the Atlantic <laughs> not for, a problem for as soft as we've claimed the Atlantic has been this season. I think that's wrong. It's the Atlantic's no joke, man. Mm-hmm. When all teams are healthy, it's no joke. Um, uh, and I say all that to say this. So there were the line rushes today. Ben Smith with JVR and Mitch Marner. 
which is just place holding for Bozak, who is clearly battling something and has been for a couple months now. Uh, Martin Morinson is in, and Alexei Marchenko is in. Uh, Polak and Zaitsev. Zaitsev, both Polak and Zaitsev were not at practice today. That doesn't mean they're out. Exactly. And Freddie Anderson returned. Most important part, yeah. probably. And Levo was playing D. Just <laughs> yeah. yeah. Josh cool. Levo was playing D. It's everything. Point a game do. player, Josh Levo. <laughs> I know. I know. It's insane. Um, Freddie's obviously back. I expect Bozak to play because this has been what's happening for a month or two now. I expect Polak to play, not knowing his injury, because he finished that game. Zaitsev, I don't know, man. He was pretty wobbly. And now I look at that lineup without Zaitsev in it. You know, put Bozak back in, put Polak back in. And I go, ah. So many things had to go right for the Leafs this year. I think fully healthy, they give the Caps a hell of a time. Without even just Zaitsev. Ugh. Ugh, that's a tough sell. Is this an opportunity to, I mean, considering what Zaitsev is, as a defenseman, is this an opportunity for one of the young defensemen from the Marlies who are also going into the playoffs to come up and and play a role like that? I would love to see that. I would love I'm to not, see that. I'm, you know, I'll be honest. Marchenko has has been to me better than Marinson, but I, I haven't been impressed with the play of Marinson very much this uh, year. I was last year. I'd probably take Marinson over Marchenko. Would but you? Again, it's right hand versus left, left hand. putting guys on their off side as been miserable whenever it's happened this season boy oh boy but it's the playoffs no one's gonna feel any sympathy for you no you gotta go and do it doesn't matter results are what matter yeah president's trophy who cares injuries who cares go out and do it yeah i want the leafs again there's no pressure here you're playing with house money no one expected you to make it you're playing the president's trophy winning caps they have to win you don't even need to win the series to gain respect you lose in six or seven. People go, whoa, it took six or seven for the Caps to eliminate the Leafs. Almost like the Raps against the Cavs last year. <laughs> yeah, Cavs in three and all that crap. Then the Raptors tie it up 2-2. Whoa! And at the end of that, whoa! Stephen A. Smith even, even jumped in. I'm just saying. Now, it would have been much nicer to win that series, obviously. Mm-hmm. And it was the third round, so slightly different context there. Yeah. But... The Leafs don't even need to win the series to gain a little bit of respect around the league. They don't need to win a single game. They have the respect of everyone around the league. Mm-hmm. But I they think. should win. They should. I. They're going to get, uh, I say Caps in six. I don't want to say that. But Caps in six. I'm with you. Caps yeah. in six, I think. I hate it. I hate it too. I want, I really, I did, you know, I, I have to say I was very, very disappointed, as I'm sure they were, that they didn't win on Sunday night. They should have won that game. You know, let's let's ease let's ease into it. Like I, I'm with down goes Brown. I was not ready for a series with the Sens, even though the Leafs have an exponentially higher chance of winning that series. For my heart, for my cardiovascular health, I'm glad it's Washington. Well, are there lessons to be learned from the Caps in this particular series? So let's say you got a bunch of young players against a guy, a group of guys who aren't, they aren't growing, they aren't tinkering, they are polished. This is what yep. greatness looks like. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's, I, well, this is what I wanted for a long time. I want the Leafs to go through the ringer. This is what the Penguins had to do. This is what the Blackhawks had to do. I'm sure you could go through the list and there's a bunch of other teams. This is what they have to do. 
You're the young team. You think you're great. You head into the playoffs, and then you find out what great is, and you have to go another level. There's a great story, and again, different context because it's the Stanley Cup final. But uh, the young Wayne Gretzky Oilers, ah, this story, are going up against the dynasty Islanders, who are in the middle of their dynasty, and the Islanders win. I don't remember in how many games. I don't remember the year. Whatever. The Islanders win. And Gretzky's walking by the Islanders' dressing room. And he sees, you know, he's, he expects to walk by a giant champagne party, spraying everyone, drinking out of the cup. No, what he saw was a bunch of broken men on the floor stretching out and getting iced and just dead from the sacrifice that they had to make to win that series. The cross-checks, the slash, uh, the puck blocks. I mean, Jesus, it was the 80s. You imagine what those guys had to go through with their with their doily pads and and wooden sticks and no penalty calls. Cross checks must have hurt exponentially more. Then. Oh my god! Like a wooden those sticks. When I started playing hockey, those adult male sticks were huge. Yeah, they would literally they would just sculpt on yeah. your on your spine. Yeah, in front of the net. That was fun. They were that like sounded like pins. fun. Yeah, and Wayne Gretzky sees. Oh, it's. I thought I was trying my hardest. But it's that. It's that. And then I think the next year or two years later, Oilers play the Islanders next again. Year. It was the next year. And then the Oilers win the Stanley Cup. I'm not trying to compare the Leafs to those teams. I'm just saying, you think you're there, you think you're at another level, and then you discover your princess is in another castle. Just saying. Right. Or they might be the Caps. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> but if, here's the thing. So they beat the Caps. Then they have to play the Penguins. Great. No, they play Columbus. Oh, oh you think it's Columbus, yeah. eh? I, you think it's okay. So that series is why don't we go to uh, that that's series? a rough one. Why don't we talk about that sure. series next? Because mm-hmm. that is going to be a slugfest, right? Uh, they hate each other. Columbus is just such a dastardly, pesky team. That is the type of team where you could say, do you think your team is better on paper than Columbus? And you go, yes. And then, okay, do you want to play Columbus in the playoffs? Oh, absolutely not. You don't want to be locked in a cage with them for four to seven games. I didn't want to be locked into a cage with them for the last game of the season. They took out two defensemen. Damn it. Yeah. They took out... And, I mean, I'm not trying to blame Zaitsev. You never want to blame a guy who got hit and hurt. But there were, what, two seconds left in the period when Felino hit him? When you're running the 100-meter dash, you run for 110 meters. Mm-hmm. You run until that race is over and then some. Because you might get decked, and maybe there was a little lesson there. I, the Penguins, who are already a very broken, broken team, now have to take on a team that breaks people. Will Tom Sacito start? No. Because here's the thing: the Penguins are injured. But here's the other thing: Tom Sacito sucks, <laughs> so I don't think he's going to play. I mean, it would be interesting if Tom Sacito played. I'm not even kidding. I'm not even just saying that because of what happened with Freddie and what happened yeah. with everything else that Tom has done in his career. Do you start him game one just to just to tenderize the meat? I, I wonder. I mean, like if 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 there is, I if, love this. If there's, I love this. <laughs> we get this to talk cool. about the playoffs this on this podcast. Really cool. I love this. Yeah. This is the first time in the history of our show. This is that the Leafs have been in the playoffs. We've crossed a threshold. This is the best. We made it. We made I love it. it. Um. <laughs> With Tom Sestito in, does that not does that not create 
Not necessarily. Like he's going to play two minutes, but like, is it? Is it? <laughs> well, this is the thing. When he's on the ice, is it a bit of a distraction that Columbus goes after him no. rather than no? I don't no. think you want to be doing that in the playoffs. No, it's too crucial every moment. Now, Dubinsky gets into some shenanigans after the whistle, guaranteed. Who goes after him, or is it just you have to deal with Brandon Dubinsky? Well, I don't know. I don't know. On Pittsburgh, it's it's they're they're very much a skill team. They're tough. And if they go with the same lineup as last year, okay, so you drove the uh, the the Crosby line nuts. Now deal with the Malkin line and deal with the Kessel line. Okay, you drove the Kessel line nuts. Now drive the Crosby line and the Malkin line nuts. Okay, you drove the Malkin line nuts. Okay, now drive mm. the Crosby line and the Kessel line. You're doomed. But they have no one on defense, and their number one defenseman's out. Well, and this is the thing, Oli Mata. Oh, oh yeah, that's he's true. Okay, I think he's. Team. I think he's coming back. I think he is. Yeah. Ron Hainsey, but they he's obviously not at full health. <laughs> mm-hmm. But he's still only matter. What I can only assume is going to be a pairing of Stuart Percy and Frank Corrado. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> and then you're also facing the Vesna Trophy winner, probably. So. but you got Matt Murray. So Conn Smythe winner. I would. I would probably. Yeah, that's true. No. No, 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 it was, oh, uh, it was Crosby. Crosby, Crosby, yeah. Should have been Kessel. But it should have been Kessel, yeah. <laughs> it should have been. Yeah. Um, Future Calder winner, Matt Murray. So this is one of those, oh, probably. No, no, no. Matthews, sir. Uh, it's it's going to be Matthews. It's going to be Matthews. <laughs> okay, we'll talk about that later, yeah. too. Anyway. That's part of my links that were deleted. Oh, Thanks, no. computer. Um, yeah, so, again, you look at Columbus. If you're Columbus, you look through your lineup, you go, you know what? Our strength is our goalie can steal us a series. And then you look at the other goalie, and you go, ah. That's no slouch either. Damn it. Mm-hmm. That guy won the cup last year. Ah. So it's not just we think. Columbus thinks Bobrovsky can do it. Yeah. Pittsburgh knows Murray can do it. Right. See the difference? Right. Ah. That's frustrating. Um, I genuinely don't know who's going to win that series. I would have maybe a week or two said Pittsburgh easily. But just the fact that they're so busted. They're so busted up. I don't know. It's seven regulars out a month ago. It's insane. And they made it. Yeah. And they were, you know, they had, what, 106, 108 points? Yeah, they almost yeah. caught the Capitals at one point. But yeah. Barely missed out. So <laughs> every team that makes the playoffs is good. Pittsburgh is elite. But <laughs> <laughs> they're not at their elitist. Mm-hmm. They're, and they're going to need to be. They're going to have is, to. Be. It is interesting that you get penalized for being better. You know what I mean? Oh, I mean they they have to hate this this playoff format. Uh, yeah, they have I, to. I, this playoff format. I mean, as as much as it creates divisional rivals or whatever, the point is, I, it has to go right. Well, okay, it it's would be go. it would be Washington Leafs. That would still be correct. Uh-huh. Then Pittsburgh. Who was the second best team? Pittsburgh Boston should uh, be second? playing Boston. Oh my Boston. god! Yeah. You so much um, I, I, prefer that the series. The format can stay. It's just you got to reseed it by one through eight. Columbus gets Ottawa. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Like, that's the thing. I, I don't know what was wrong with the old system. Yeah. I, don't think, I don't think there was a fan out there who said, you know, you know what the Stanley Cup playoffs need? Hmm. A change. I think, I think they were fine. They I was think, fine. I think they wanted to develop. Okay, how do you develop rivalries, the playoffs? How do you... You prefer that your rivalries be regional, mm-hmm. so they're trying to force feed uh, 
uh, regional playoff well, matchups. Well, they got that with Washington, Toronto. Mm. So naturally, sure. what you want to do is put two <laughs> Florida teams in the Northeast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know, but and neither of them. And made also, it, what an unfortunate so. name for the division, considering it's mm-hmm. not even the Northeast. No. <laughs> well, it's it's the Atlantic, but it's basically the yeah. old Northeast. Northeast. I, I, I don't know. I, I Pittsburgh and Columbus got shafted here, big time. They did probably more than anyone else. They did well. Yeah. Now. Um, I, I, well, but on the bright side, us as fans get a bloodbath in the first round. Right. And I think that will be, it'll be like Pittsburgh Philly three or four years ago, whenever the, they last met, which was just amazing to watch. Mm-hmm. I think this is going to be one of those series. Um, and I think whoever comes out, um, I, I feel like it might be now that the more that I think of it, it might be Columbus. However, the one thing that Columbus doesn't have for them is experience. And mm-hmm. I know that we overrate experience, but there is something about <sighs> that pressure. There's something about being in that situation. Um, you can practice, practice, practice all you want, but until you've been there a few times, yeah. you don't feel comfortable in those shoes, right? It's possible for something to be overrated and relevant at the same time. I th- I, I've said it a thousand times. I think that was part of, besides the fact that the Bruins were the f- vastly superior team in 2013 part of what they had on the Leafs was they knew what they could get away with and they knew how to do it Brad Marchand's a master of that and getting fined sometimes uh, Columbus <laughs> does have a coach who's won a cup sure absolutely I just wonder with the the and and that will undoubtedly help them the last time John Tortorella won a Stanley Cup was the last time the Leafs made the playoffs in a full season <laughs> Illuminati confirmed. I, I think, think not. <laughs> I guess that means Columbus will win the cup this year. Whoa. Um, imagine all the dumping on them we did this summer and they make well, the cup. Well, they've already, I think they've already, yeah, they look foolish. They don't even need to do, they don't even win a game in the playoffs. They st- we still look pretty man, foolish. This, yeah. The first month of this season was rough for me, man. Why did the Habs go out and get Weber? He's like leading the league and scoring. I'm like, come on, Columbus, first place. No. <laughs> Um, Vancouver went on that run for a little uh, yeah, bit. Yeah, the four game, ah! they won four games in a row to start the season without holding a lead. <laughs> yeah, that's without right. holding a lead. They got eight points without holding a lead. It was really that's awesome. crazy. And they still imagine the Leafs had been able to get eight, eight, eight points. For, we could we held leads. We held multiple leads and couldn't get two points. Oh, and this is the thing. I saw someone in the YouTube comments on my. Uh, I think it was the last LFR of the season. If the Leafs don't cough up a four-goal lead to Winnipeg in the third game of the season, they get Ottawa. Yeah. That was a top comment on that video, by the way. Oh, I know. Hey, you don't cough up a 4-2 lead with a few minutes left to the Chicago Blackhawks, you get Ottawa. If you don't cough up a 3-0, you can't can't look at it like that. You can't rewrite history for every team and be like, hey, if you won this one game, then... If you don't lose in the shootout to Phoenix... Or to Arizona, damn it. Or if you, to Colorado. If you don't lose in regulation to Colorado, if you don't cough up a 3 nothing lead to New Jersey, if, uh, you know, how many more do we got? If you don't cough up a 2 nothing lead to L.A. We're 1-8 in the shootout. You don't <laughs> take yeah. one of those games. Is it 1-8? It's 1-8 over the course of the year. Hilarious. Get, yeah. get one win. Go 2-7. and seven. If, yeah. if the Leafs were to cut their overtime losses in half and be on average with every other NHL team which loses... Between seven and ten a year, yeah, yeah, yeah. the Leafs would be a hundred point team. So there's there's where where next year is so hard to predict. Yeah, so you they're not going to be as healthy. Probably going to be better in the shootout. Uh, you you have no idea who they're going to sign, trade, lose, whatever. There's a lot going on. 
It's good times. Good times. <laughs> we left the Columbus-Pittsburgh series to talk about the least. Oh, yeah. Uh, so that's going to be a bloodbath. We're going to take yes. a quick break. We're going to come back. And talk about talk, more playoffs. Talk about more Eastern Conference, and, and then we're going to hit the West as well. Oh, the West. I just want to say, playoffs start tomorrow, and the Leafs are in them. Yay. Let's just, let's just talk about that for a second. Yay. It's sinking in. Yay. Uh, Boston, Ottawa. What kind of ex- what kind of series can we expect from those two? Because you've got Boston that seems to be hanging in there in terms of their dynasty might be or their potential dynasty might be over, but they're still a very powerful team. It's funny they they outside of Pasternak, who's unbelievable, they have a lot of nice young pieces, but they don't look like on that level. You know what I mean? But they're still really nice young pieces, so. I wonder if Boston goes for more of a like a retool sort of thing because like there's not much point getting rid of Bergeron or Marchi, Marchant, and certainly not. You just signed Bacchus. Well, that's a rough contract, but uh, you got Chara, who's probably done. But outside of that, you don't have too many like seriously busted up graybeards. Um, and then Ottawa's so hurt. Ottawa's so hurt on the back end. Carlson can't be at a hundred percent. Cody CC can't be at 100%. Mathot, Mark Mathot's not even back. So that's rough. MacArthur just started playing like his first games of the season. Zach Smith is out. So there's you're missing a center against a team that has some pretty nice centers on it. Um, I give Boston the edge in that one. But, as Andrew Berkshire pointed out on Twitter, um, Craig Anderson just has a tendency to turn into the Megazord. <laughs> in the playoffs, once the playoffs start, he's he's just another beast. So I think I think Boston probably beats him with experience um, and the fact that Ottawa's so hurt. Asterisk, Craig Anderson. Not to look too far into the future, uh, but I am looking forward to the next Ottawa Pittsburgh matchup, whenever that may be. Why is that? Due to the Sidney Crosby, Mark Mathot slash, because whether or not someone's going to do something. Dumb. Oh yeah, because it, it, no matter what. It was a normal-looking slash, I think, that caught him yeah. the wrong way. I, I really do. I, th- I think that, I mean, there's a million different slashes over the course of a game that could have easily led to that, although none of them do. Here's, here's a question. Who has the first controversial incident of the first week of the playoffs? There's always one. That's a, it always comes someplace unexpected. I think it'll come from the West. Mark I think it'll Stone. be like the Blues Wild <laughs> series or something weird like that. Maybe. Like, wow, I wouldn't have expected that. Maybe. From them. Okay. Um, but we'll get to that in a second. Uh, Montreal, New York. This is a closer series than I think people give it credit for, uh, considering that the New York Rangers were almost on par with Montreal in terms of points. Um, but the Rangers were so cold since March 1st in comparison to the Habs, who were the hottest team in the East. Caps probably go in hottest team like in their last 12 games or whatever, but since March 1st, since basically Claude Julien came on board, the Habs have been on fire. They've been unbelievable. I, I give it to the Habs. Really? 100%. Wait, how many games? Five or six. I'm serious. I'm serious. I might be wrong. I might be totally wrong. Again, the Rangers have a lot of guys who have that extra gear. Chris Kreider in the playoffs is is, is just misery. Uh, Lungfist finds another gear, even though, you know, he's uh, trended downward a little bit this year. Alain Vigneault is a fantastic coach. Yeah, they, I mean, they're not... guys that have been there. Zuccarello, Nash, um, all these all these guys who have been there. It's a very, it's a very good conver- uh, conversation, very good combination of uh, youth and experience. Um, 
Yeah, yeah, I guess you're right. You can't sleep on the Rangers. Ah, oh, shoot. It's going to be a very good series, but Montreal just seems to be their boogeyman. I, I still give it to Montreal. Okay. Uh, next. Uh, New York limped into the playoffs. Yeah, so. yeah. But Go they Montreal. have Andy Ranta if Lundqvist is, goes Ooh, down. So. Right. Although he struggled a little bit late of late. Um, Western Conference. We've got San Jose and we've got Edmonton. They've been going at each other. On Twitter, did you see the San Jose? No. Oh, there was like an, they have like an, a water oil rig off in, in the distance. And then there's like a, a picture of a bunch of sharks, you know, and then it's, and then they just. So the tweet. sharks die then? No. Well, they, they tweeted it at the Oilers and said, we're coming for you or something like that. And people started tweeting them. You're uh, going to bite know, the oil rig? Uh, Alberta's landlocked. <laughs> and they tweeted the pictures of actual oil rigs from like Fort McMurray. And like, <laughs> it was pretty funny. That is pretty um, funny. But, but I thought, hey man, good on the San Jose Sharks for at least trying, attempting to start some Twitter beef, right? It's yeah. funny. Um, Don't well actually their joke, Edmonton. Yeah. Come on. Let's, let's get, it's a joke. It's just let it be a joke. Jesse's showing me the picture. That's great. That looks like a trailer for a StarCraft movie. It does. I like that. The shark if StarCraft people. had sharks. It doesn't. Um, Albert is landlocked. That's You've pretty got- funny. That is pretty funny. <laughs> really it's, funny. It's a super butt actually, but it's pretty funny. Yeah. There's a grizzled playoff, been there team, lost the Stanley Cup finals last year. Yeah. Versus a young, almost rookie, first time in the playoffs for most of them team. This is the old versus the young. If, if there is any series besides the Caps and Leafs, basically, uh, that is old. I mean, literally, I think the Caps and Leafs are the only one that's more old versus young. But but San Jose's older. San Jose's way older. They're, they are way older. I think they're way bigger. And they're way more outside of Outside of, like, Patrick Maroon and, and uh, Milan Lucic, who has started to pick it up a little bit. Here's my thing. So I look at the superstars, right? How do you contain Connor McDavid? Well, it's very difficult. Can be done, but you basically have to like triple team him, and then you got to worry about his line mates. Um, Leon Dreisaitl, that's going to be a tough matchup, especially because he's not on the same line. With the Sharks, you get Pavelski. He's going to be annoying in front. Couture, I think, if he's healthy enough. Thornton is much older, much slower, and I don't even know if he's going to be in game one because of that injury. How do you shut down... An offensive defenseman. How do you shut down a guy like Brent Burns, who you can't bully, you don't want to block his shot, no, and he can don't. set up whoever the hell he wants at will? How do you shut down Brent Burns? Like with McDavid, I have a couple theories how you do yeah. it. It's extremely difficult. I'm not trying to say it's harder to shut down Brent Burns than Connor McDavid, but how the hell do you shut him down? It's a tough. It's a tough one. You have to. I mean, you have to really control your gaps on him. You've got to really give him zero space. I don't know if the Oilers have the proper answer for Brent Burns. That doesn't mean they lose the series. And that doesn't mean San Jose's got the proper answer for Connor McDavid. Exactly. This is going to be a very interesting one. There's not a whole lot between the goalies. Martin Jones, a lot of experience, very good. Cam Talbot, really coming into his own. You could argue he should even be a Vesna uh, candidate this season. Would experience in this particular case give you? If you've got two teams that seem to be somewhat evenly matched, although I I give the skill edge to the Oilers only because the Oilers are younger and they're faster. Um, you know, I, I I don't know if that still matters in the playoffs. I, I think it does. I think I mean I think being faster now matters more than ever in the especially playoffs. in the first round. Yeah, when you when you know your speed is at its fastest. 
Yes. Yeah, you're not <laughs> bruised up and hurting Sluggish. and dying and yeah. Yeah, slowly dying on skates. <laughs> yes. Um, would San Jose get a bit... Wh- wh- who gets the edge in this series? Is it San Jose because they've been there and they've proven they can be there and they prove they, prove they could be there last summer or last spring? It, or is it Edmonton who are this young, upstart, dangerously scary team on offense? Yeah. Particularly one guy. But yeah. Leon Dreisaitl, I mean, never gets talked about. 70-plus point season. Yeah. Yeah, he was very good. He cost Jack Eichel $2 million. <laughs> Which we will get to. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, That's a very funny story. I give it to San Jose um, because the Oilers, although they had a better season than the Leafs, similarly to the Leafs, it's their rite of passage. This is their first year kicking at the can, you know? First time in 11 years. Uh, and they're taking on the Stanley Cup finalist. You know what? It's not It's not dissimilar to the Leafs at all. They're taking on someone who went to the Stanley Cup final last year. Leafs are taking on the President's Trophy candidate. Oilers young, Leafs young. Bright futures. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, uh, Cinderella usually leaves her glass slipper at the ball. Yeah. Now, first, first time she goes. I wonder if I, I think I think the edge in this goes to Edmonton. Why is that? I'm saying you, Edmonton speed versus too slow. I think they're, <laughs> I think Edmonton's too fast. Yeah, and I think you've got here. The reason you pay Milan Lucic as much as you pay hmm. him is for this. Yeah. yeah, and you have Maroon on McDavid's line because a he can keep up with him. B he is big and scary. That's why they call him Big Rig, right? I think that I think the the Oilers will have too much energy for the Sharks. I think they will just they are just too much combustible energy because um, the oil because of the oil. Um, and I think the Sharks because they went to the finals last year. What you often see is a Jeez. team fatigued at this point of the year. Like think about when the LA Kings won the Cup both times. Mm-hmm. Were they not out in the first round the next year? One year they missed the playoffs. One year they missed. Yeah. They have. I think it was Berkshire pointed this out. The Kings have one playoff victory in the last three years. Yes, which we will get to. Yes, which we will get to. <laughs> Crazy. Crazy. I know. After winning two cups in three years, one playoff victory. Yeah, not like, series. Not series victory. One game. Uh, when two teams are going head to head in a series, how much? Weight do you put in for which team has the better, the best player on the ice? So Edmonton's gonna have McDavid, and nobody else is better than them. If you're going up against Pittsburgh, Crosby, Pittsburgh will have the best player. Yeah, it's maybe the best two matter. Matter. I look at it as more of like a rock paper scissors sort of thing. It's it's matchups. It's Pokemon. It's water type versus grass type. Even if the grass type is a higher level, or sorry, even if the water type is a higher level, grass type beats water type sometimes. Sometimes the level is high enough that it overcomes that, and then you then you get a badge. Um, I I no, I still give it to the sharks. Sometimes but you I, go to I, a gym and all their training is sand trues, and they've got sand trues doing push ups and flips into water. Yeah, but then you, you got, take a sand true and you bring it to Lieutenant Surge, and he doesn't have an answer for it. That's right, piece of garbage. Unless he's got a man chop. He brings out the man. Why chop. would Lieutenant Surge have a man chop? Because sometimes they have the strength Pokemon. First of all, it's a mutt chop. <laughs> no, it's a man it's chop. It's a man chop. Man chop. I prefer Sounds like a sandwich. Chop. That's what Adam is. That's like a bar. Oh, you. I'll have a man chop sandwich, please. <laughs> oh, you. Oh, you. A man chop. Um, yeah, it's one of those series where, like, like, I will strongly argue that Montreal should beat New York. Mm-hmm. 
But if they Th- don't, this one, yeah, this this one, I don't think there's much between them. I'm very excited. To I see, see San Jose. The, I'm so excited to see the Oilers in the playoffs. Me too. Yeah. Oh, dude, playoff McDavid. This come on, be, this is gonna be so cool. Uh, McDavid, but better. Come on, I want it. It's gonna be great. Hundred points, man. And I'm excited to see Lucic in the playoffs again. I like. I love watching him in the playoffs. I think he's fun to watch, and I think he's. You can't he's, push this team around. No, and he's such a. Pain. Like he's such mm-hmm. an a- like watching him against the Leafs when he was with Boston. He was the biggest thorn in the side. Him and it was him and Marche. That's not fair. How did they have those two guys on I the know. same team? Well, look at it this way though. Okay, so some shenanigans happens. Right. Lucic goes after a big guy, and they both end up in the box. Well, now the Oilers have like Maroon, and the Sharks still have a legion of big guys. That's true. I'm, I don't know. That's Is true. Darnell Nurse hurt? I don't know. Can we look that up quickly? He's pretty nasty too. Yeah, he's yeah. Be nice to have him. Uh I I give it to the Sharks. Um, Blues but and Wilds. I'm very excited. Blues and why? Why is why is Saint, whatever St. Louis does in the first round always the most boring series? I don't know. To me, what? this is the boring series. You're nuts. I think this is boring series. No, oh, oh this Damien. Oh, you with your high Damien. scoring. <laughs> you need high scoring to be yeah. interested that there, Damo. Oh, stop. Yeah. Yeah. No, it oh, is not. It's How boring. dare you? I love the Blues in the first round. They, well, because they always get Chicago or the Kings. Yeah. And I'm always like, underdog! <laughs> and they never win except for last year. I was like, yeah! Dude, game seven between the Blues and Blackhawks got Tony X into hockey. Okay, that was that was fun. That Come was, on! Tony, Tony X. Famed Twitter user Tony Famed X. Famed Twitter person Tony X. <laughs> wow, this is wild. <laughs> cool, here's 100,000 know, followers. Why, yeah. Hockey's crazy! Why, <laughs> why people been hiding this from us all the time? <laughs> that was a great tweet. Um, um, I, I give it to the Blues. You do? I give it to the Blues. The Wild have been so bad. Now, is so have the Wild bad. been bad, or have the Wild just regressed to what they should have been? No, 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 no. So what is that? I think Dubnik, Dubnik sorry, was... Playing a little bit too high, like what was he a nine forty? It was ridiculous. Like beyond Christmas, so there was a bit of an evening out there, but boy, he's been bad, and they haven't won anything. And Bruce Boudreaux, like, I'm not sure how much I actually believe the playoff voodoo with him, and how he's never won a game seven or whatever it is. He's like zero and eight in game Ugh. sevens, but there's something about body language sometimes. Sometimes. This guy on the bench, if you're a player for him, how do you not just feel the poison just radiating off his body when things are going poorly? Whenever the camera's on him, it's misery. It's misery from this guy. They've been so bad. Hansel has not been the answer they thought he would be. And the Blues, I think, have actually not like, so improved. hot right now. Oh. You'd say, ha. Oh. Of oh. Zoolander. How dare you? Sorry. How dare you? <laughs> First the Blues, and now how dare you? Well, I just uh, don't, I don't know. Here's, the reason I call it a boring series is not, it has nothing to do with, it's just like there's a lack of storylines. But I guess, hmm. I guess because the Wild have been cold, there's one there. Lack of storylines could be they traded Shattenkirk and still made it to the second round. <laughs> That's true. Because they've good been point. very good. They've been very and good. And they fired their head coach. Or, fired their or head released coach. him. Yeah. Relieved him of his duties. They fired their head coach and replaced him with their head coach. <laughs> Next very year. Strange coaching coach. situation. Yeah, very. It's been a few strange coaching situations. So do you, do you uh, give the, the edge to the Blues in this one? I do. I do, yeah. So 
for Bruce. And Jake Allen, by the way, stopped being the worst goalie in the league. <laughs> and suddenly the Blues were better. Yeah. Huh, it's almost as though Winnipeg might need to watch that. Mm, maybe. Um, <laughs> by the way, I read a quote. Or just Paul Murray specifically. I read a quote yesterday. And it was Greg Wyshynski, of course, that retweeted it. Oh, was it snarky? <laughs> it might have been a bit snarky. And it oh, was, Greg. I think it was Kevin Dayoff was like, well, if you could if you could general manage in, in reverse, everybody would have a perfect NHL team or something like that. And Greg, Greg wrote, pretty sure in six years of the Jets being a team, goaltending has always, always been the biggest issue. <laughs> And he's right, and and you you see it with the Blues. Jake Allen stopped. We talked about this when when that, Kenny that perfectly, that perfectly was, describes Kevin Sheveldayoff. So slow, he's going backwards. Yeah, he the oh, only geez. person I've ever known that was slower at making a decision was Mike Gillis in, in Vancouver. Oh my goodness! Well, was, his team was already perfect, so they were perfect. So why not mm. leave them? And we have to we still have to talk about Vancouver because oh, there was some interesting stuff coming out of there yesterday. Uh, Flames, I, and, I give it to the Blues. Flames and Ducks. I am jacked about this one. That's going to be a nasty series. Oh, That's going to be fun. Michael Furland and Matthew Kachuk in the playoffs. Matthew Kachuk is quickly becoming the biggest pest in the league. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 and by pest, I mean, he is, he is somewhat, he's like Marshawn Dirty sometimes. And another guy but who great. excels a little bit in the playoffs, he's had a rough season, but Corey Perry. Corey Perry. Guys he who do on. nasty things and they don't quite get away with it all the time in the regular season, they start to get away with it a little bit more in the playoffs. Corey Perry. Then you got big mean Ryan Getzlaff. You got that great back end. Who's been their starter the past few games? Because I've seen a bunch of playoff brackets that had the Ducks going all the way to the final and then losing. Most most have them losing. I've seen a few of those Second two. round pick. Buddy, if it's Jonathan Bernier and they make it to the final, all they got to do is make it to the final and he's got to play half the games en route. Leafs get a second round pick. Oh, no. It's one or the other, isn't it? Mm, or is it half no, the games No, it's, it's both. It's got to be plus. It's got to be plus. That is a you hell of a condition. The yeah, the condition is basically, here, take this. Yeah. <laughs> Here's something that will never happen. Yeah, and uh, then it might. <laughs> it might. It might actually. It just might. Uh, Flames and Ducks, though, in terms of how they match up, you've got a younger Flames team, a, a Ducks team that has been there, but has not won since Randy Carlisle was the coach in 2007. It's a while ago. A little bit. What do you think we expect? Um... The Flames are interesting because they have a little bit of playoff experience, but it was a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. So, and their goaltenders are also not the worst in the league. And look at they've come on. Yeah. So now you got options. You got Brian Elliott playing out of his mind, uh, and you got Chad Johnson, who is an upgrade on whoever the hell they had in that last year. Um, Red O'Bara. Red Hope. Oh my god. Maybe that was the year before, but <laughs> yeah, I think it was um, two years ago. I think. Kerry Ramo and uh, Right Hiller. Jonas Hiller. Yeah. Um, that's a strong team. It's a very strong team. And it's not... It's young, but it doesn't have, like, the baby fat that the Leafs do. You know what I mean? Like, they're... Those, those they're guys not are... cherubs. No, they're, they're, they're starting to... I don't even know what that is. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they're not, like, freshly born kids. Oh. <laughs> they are... They've, they've matured a little. They're seven or eight. I, right. I, see, that shows how smart I am. I thought you were talking about a bug. <laughs> no. Um... The uh, they're, they're like in their early kind of mid twenties. You got they're young, but they're established guys. Johnny Gaudreau, Sean Monahan. They're young like Morgan Riley's young. Yeah, kind of three hundred game player Morgan Riley. Even Dougie Hamilton 
Yeah. 2011 drafted Dougie Hamilton. Um, they're a good team. They just, I would, I would gladly say Flames in seven or something like that. But they got this, this voodoo about the Ducks, man. They got this thing about winning in Anaheim. I think they, they, I, I think that's regular season only. I think you leave that in the regular season. I remember there were I many games, right, many, many games where in, in like, and this is a long time ago, but when Ottawa and Toronto were really at each other's throats 10 years ago or, or more, and then they meet in the playoffs, Toronto could never beat Ottawa in the regular season I think and the Leafs always would win. One year when it was like 0-8 against the Sens, and then I think they swept them. Yeah, it was like ridiculous. <laughs> Yeah, it was so uh, silly. So I feel like the Flames will will douse that one right away. That will be something that they take care of. I s- goaltending so important. Yeah, it's weird though. Both of these teams have goalies who can do it, but don't always. So you got Elliott and uh, Johnson against Gibson, eh, eh, and Bernier. Eh. Now, if Freddie Anderson was a net for the Ducks, I'd I'd give it to the Ducks without hesitation. But uh, I think the Ducks will pull this off. But this is one of those ones where I don't think it's written in stone. Well, I mean, none of them. So are, you think it'll be a long series? I think. Oh, please, for the benefit of the sport, let's have this one go seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have this one going seven. Uh, we got to see. We got to leave uh, the radio portion of the show. Okay. We, Didn't we, even get to every series. Into the online portion, we're going to talk about the Hawks and Preds. And which why the Blackhawks are going to lose in the first round. What? Plus Black Monday. It's Oh, this has been the Panago oh, Pizza Steve Dangle podcast. Uh, it's what's on the inside that counts in terms of Panago. That's 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 the worst reading of that line I've ever done. But it's it's Panago. Thank you, Panago. We love you. won't get it. <laughs> Steve's a little antsy. <laughs> it's not Steve's fault. It's mine. Uh, Hawks and Preds. You think, Steve Dangle, that the Hawks are going to lose to the Nashville Predators? Yeah, I'm going to try to uh, bring up this uh, here. Maybe you talk about your thoughts on the series. I'm going to quickly bring up Tyler Dello's I, little thread yesterday. It turned me on the whole thing. Okay, because I... I, I Tended to feel the same way, but I also think I'm crazy on this one because, like, PK's had a, a rough year, but PK hasn't been in the playoffs in two years, and I like the way he plays in the playoffs. I also think, to me, the Predators as a team are a little more complete. Uh, this this from Dello. I haven't gotten to the thread yet, but this is good. ESPN writers unanimously picked two series, so only two series out of the eight were unanimously picked by ESPN. I bet it's ESPN Caps writers. and Leafs. Caps and Leafs. Blackhawks in Nashville. And they picked Hawks over Nashville. Yes. Ooh. Unanimously. And that's weird. So just I get can, the Caps and Leafs. I get that. Can you look up what the um, point difference is between the Blackhawks and Predators? The problem with Tyler is he tweets so damn much. <laughs> um, yeah, let's not forget. This is a one versus eight uh, matchup. It is. So, it is. Um, Chicago sat at 109 points, first in the Western Conference, and Nashville at the eighth seed was 94 points. So what's the gap there? Because 109 my... minus 94. Nine plus six is 15 points. That's a big gap. Pat myself on well the done. back for that one. Steve Dangler. All right, so here's the thread I from— I right, because I'm not even going to try to correct him. No, it was, I'm not even going to fix it. Oh, is yeah, it? Okay, cool. Here's the thread from Tyler Dello of The Athletic. Chicago finished— could have just started with this. Chicago finished 15 points ahead of Nashville. <laughs> Reading. They had 
13 overtime and shootout points. So here's the interesting thing. I love three-on-three to end uh, overtime. Uh, I would rather have it end overtime than the shootout. But if you're going to, like, let's say a team goes like 20-0 and 0 in three-on-three OT, and they head into the playoffs, you're not playing three-on-three in the playoffs. No, you're playing five-on-five. You're five. playing five-on-five five, no matter what. So that little advantage you have, maybe you have some crazy video game style that allows you to go 20-0 in overtime. It's maybe negated by the playoffs. Maybe Patrick Kane. Yeah. Well, I don't even know what their record was. Well, I guess we're about to find out. Chicago had 15 points ahead of Nashville. They had 13 overtime and shootout points. Nashville had six. Thinking Chicago is invincible is ludicrous. Chicago is uh, 15 goal difference better than Nashville. 10 of that is overtime in the shootout. So they were five regulation goal difference better than Nashville. That's it. Five goals. I got distracted with this. Chicago was plus 12 with empty net goals. Nashville was minus four. Chicago was plus five in terms of extra attacker goals. Nashville was minus one. So at real hockey with goalies in, Nashville was... 17 goal differential better than Chicago, which is crazy given that Chicago was a plus 31 and Nashville was a plus plus 16 officially. Uh, 32 goal differential swing on shootouts, three on three overtime and goals without the goalie pulled or sorry, with the goalie pulled. Can't believe they're even making Chicago play this series, which I can only assume he said sarcastically. So that series... Looking at the standings is misery for Nashville, and it's over in three. Looking at what Tyler said. Well, and I also look at Chicago, and they have a lot of... They're like the Leafs in a sense that they have a lot of rookies or younger guys in the lineup. A little bit, but they're not forced to play the prominent roles right, that the ones on course. the Leafs are. Yeah. And these are guys that have been underestimated, and oh, no, this is the year they fall off. Oh, no, this is the year they fall off. And this and- isn't... This isn't- uh, oh, analytics hate the Blackhawks or something. Tyler actually had a really good point a few weeks ago. Um, defending the Blackhawks, where it's basically they have their core, yeah, and and they've had their core since like what two thousand eight, two thousand nine, mm-hmm. um, and they've just recycled their uh, depth guys constantly, constant rather than paying Brandon Saad, rather than paying Dave Boland, Andrew Shaw, rather than paying Christopher Steeg, rather than paying Dave Boland, they, they just constantly recycle. Brian Campbell, why would teams pay their depth guys an insane amount of money? When it's very obvious that if you just draft properly or, you know, you, you have can good draft scouting. Guys. Yeah, you can do it. You can have guys that will eventually not be depth guys, be your depth guys. And then trade them for lots of stuff. Yeah. Seems like a pretty good system that they have figured out. So Tyler's not anti-Blackhawks here. Um, and he's not even necessarily saying Nashville's going to win this series. He's saying that calling it a lock for the Blackhawks is crazy. I think he's right. I think he's right. I think this one could... Be one of those ones that goes six or seven. And I think Nashville could easily win. We always get a first round upset. So do you think that's the one? Well, last year it was Chicago. Um, This is interesting. I don't know. I really don't know how to call this. This is one of those ones that could screw you so bad, too. Like, let's say you pick Nashville to beat Chicago, and then Chicago wins the whole thing. And they easily could. I mean, to me, you'd be... If you're betting... 
if you're talking about the bracket challenge, by the way, my bracket is not done. I full disclosure, my dog's been in the hospital, so I haven't really That's had right. a chance to fill it out. So can, well, we she's can okay, save right? that. Yeah. Well, we can't really save that. I'm going to do it live here on the show with you guys. I hope that's okay. But the website's also down, so you might not be able to do it. I this. can't do it today. Shoot. Well, I said all my picks, so you can call me up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we'll go through our picks next episode fully. Yeah. Um, don't worry. We have to have them locked in for tonight or tomorrow. Because for 7 p.m. Yeah. Um, and by the way, if you want to sign up, we'll tweet out the link. But um, I think it is it's very, very hard betting wise to go in, to go against the Hawks. It's just very hard. It is. But there's there's a lot of playoff experience there. Yeah. But outside of that, it's a lot of green, a lot of green. Mm-hmm. But if you're a green guy. And you've got guys in the dress room like Jonathan Taze, like Seabrook, like Keith, yeah. who have been there before. And you don't have to lead. You just have to play and do your roles. And you've got one of the best coaches ever. When the Bruins won the Cup in 2011, Brad Marchand was a rookie. And Tyler Sagan was a rookie who almost never played. I think his first game was third round. Wow. Yeah, pretty nuts. Uh, yeah, so it's it's definitely how, possible. How bright the future looked then. Yeah, I want to give it to Nashville. <laughs> Just because I'm, I don't know. I want PK to make it. You do you know how realistic a the a thing that we joked about in the summer a, a Nashville, Nashville Montreal Stanley Cup final is? There is nothing that would make me happier except for the Leafs making it. I want a Nashville Montreal Stanley Cup finals. I'm on the record of saying it. Here's, I want it. Here's a legitimate thing that could happen: Capitals beat the Leafs, Penguins beat the Blue Jackets. Capitals have to play the Penguins in the second round. Mm-hmm. They end up beating them because the Penguins are broken and also because the Capitals are a very good team. But the Penguins take a chunk out of the Capitals. Montreal— Even if it's Columbus, the Columbus takes a chunk out of the Capitals. A hundred percent. Maybe even a bigger one. Then you get Montreal. I think they beat the Rangers. I think they beat whoever comes out of Ottawa or Boston. Then it's Montreal-Washington. Then it's the third round. There's a variety of factors at play. Let's say they beat the Caps— all of a sudden, Montreal is in the Stanley Cup final. Nashville beats the Blackhawks, and I, I don't know. I don't. I, I can't remember how the bracket breaks down for them. But if you beat the Blackhawks, you can basically beat anyone. Adam, I'm thinking it's possible. There's another reason you should be cheering for Nashville to make the Stanley Cup finals. Oh, because if you do, you will get a ticket to the game. <sighs> That's right, I will. What on? So what would this be? The that- eighth month, August. August 10th, 2016, Kevin Harris, Kevin Harris tweeted, Adam Wilde, since you hope that PK pulls a fill and wins the cup here in Nashville, you will get the Steve Dangle treatment from this Preds fan. Wow. And then he replied to himself and he said, that's an invite to a finals game, to be clear. Wow, this that only has three likes. Retweet so, that. I am, I am, <laughs> retweet that. Yeah, would time to retweet that. <laughs> I saved that uh, for I'm, this day. I am so glad you saved that. Uh, yeah, that's, I forgot. So so my bracket's going to say Nashville. <laughs> I'm going to hope and pray it's Nashville. Um, you the fly to music God. city. Wow. I, I got would, a little bet going on with Russian Machine Never Breaks, too. What's the bet? If uh, the Leafs win, which they will. Well, no, here, we'll, we'll, do, we'll do the unlikely scenario first. If the Caps win. Right. Uh, I will change my Twitter profile picture to the Russian Machine Never Breaks logo with Ovechkin's big dumb face for, uh, I don't know, we didn't determine the amount of days, I don't think. Plus there's some other stuff that we said on the podcast that I don't remember. In the unlikely event of the Leafs winning, or sorry, sorry, damn it, I think I fucked this up. No, no, you you were doing great. If the Leafs win. The Leafs win. In the likely event of the Leafs winning, there we go. uh, Russian Machine Never Breaks has to change their Twitter picture. 
to Austin Matthews' big face. And then I thought about, well, Caps fans will be able to look at that and go, well, at least it is an American. So I'm going to take that away by making them put a giant Canadian flag behind it. Nice. Austin Matthews' face with a Canadian flag. Big Canadian flag. flag. (laughs) Just going to offend everybody. I'm taking it all away. You're not allowed to have any of it. Take that. Nation's capital. Take that. I like that. I like that too. I have to pee so bad. Give me a second. (laughs) So we got to make a phone call. Uh oh. Yeah, Jesse just said we have a surprise. We do. Uh, so give me a second. I'm just going to dial. Um, Kevin Harris. Did you actually have to pee, Adam? Or- yes. Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah, he legit had to pee. So Kevin Harris, after I retweeted his tweet, he tweeted something at me. Did he just go, uh oh? <laughs> I made a terrible mistake. What did he say? He said, Jesse Blake is invited too. Oh! What? <laughs> Looks like me and Adam are going to Nashville. <laughs> Apparently, Kevin is loaded. <laughs> Uh, I, I hope you have fun in Toronto. What's great about us, this us is you guys are going to be spending more money than him. <laughs> that 100%. is true. That is true. You know what? Worth it. I'd love to see a Stanley Cup Finals game. Yeah, the Pittsburgh game, even though Mike Darnay paid for it, was expensive. Totally worth it. Yeah. Totally yeah. worth it. Unbelievable seeing a game of that high stakes. <laughs> Felt like a bit of an alien as a Leaf fan, though. But It was great watching Mike Darnay bite oh. his towel. Hi there. Uh, is this Mrs. Dangle? Yeah, can you hear me because I'm driving? Yeah, we can hear you perfectly fine. You're you're on the show. Steve's face. Oh, is, now Steve, what? Steve is <laughs> Steve is so disappointed to be talking to you right now. I, I we, no, because <laughs> what did she buy? What did you buy? <laughs> we were talking, ah! Mrs. Daniel. We were talking a little bit earlier about your your you tripped and fell and bought thirty Leafs or thirty Blue Jays tickets. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we we wanted to call and and check in, not necessarily about that, but there's something else. Yeah. So, Steven. Yeah. Okay, you can't get mad at me because I started a little savings account, and I've been saving a little bit of money. Okay. I really wanted to try and get you a playoff ticket. Okay. Well, I got you a playoff ticket. Hey! Free stuff from your wife! <laughs> I got it for um, Monday's game. Hello? Honey. <laughs> this is the worst news ever. Oh, it's what? terrible. Are you got me a Leafs playoff ticket? What? You got me a Leafs playoff ticket. Yes, well, for two. Monday. Right, so. Oh my god. I, I can't go! Yes, you can! I read I'm it. working! No, I read that email and it said it's from 5 to 7. Oh, you're right! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I forgot! Yes! Yes! Oh, you're right! Holy shit! There's no way she's this crazy. You're right. <laughs> Sorry, wait. Okay, what did you do? Okay, so I, I tried to get two together. It didn't work, obviously. So then I got single tickets. So I'm sitting, like, way up in the purple. And okay. you're sitting, I think, in the red. You take the red seat. No. You take the red seat. No, I'm sitting in, like, an obstructed seat or something. I don't care. Well, you guys should... Wait, seriously? You, you wait, you're, you're sitting in Brooklyn? Yeah, I'm sitting in Brooklyn. I don't oh. think I'll even see the ice. <laughs> oh, yes, you will. Shut up. Just find a place to stand. We'll meet up at intermissions. Yeah. Oh, how nice of you. 
<laughs> oh my god, my heart sunk. My heart sunk because I was like, "You're crazy." So, so Steve, do you want to make that announcement now? Well, too? yeah, I got to make that. Holy shit, my heart sunk so much. So, um, you know how there's crazy stuff going on in Maple Leaf Square? Uh, yeah. For the Leafs' home games during the playoffs, I will be hosting the tailgate at Maple Leaf Square. That is so sick. Along with someone named Emily, who I haven't met before. But why am yeah. I on the floor? I'm on my knees right now. Only from five to seven. It's That's what she said. Oh yeah, I, I forgot. Jeez, I my heart sunk because I'm like, she spent what was probably a fortune on tickets that I can't use because I'm working, but no. I'm not. And you're the best wife ever. Some of this doesn't make sense to me. You're gonna be a playoff game for real. Oh my god, Adam! What? As a as an employee of Sportsnet and someone who covers hockey for Sportsnet, right? Couldn't Steve just fill out a form and apply for a press pass? Uh, could, could you not? Um, Sportsnet has told me they could get me a, uh, press passes before playoffs. I I don't think so. I've been up in the in the gondola before. I don't think there's enough space. Yeah, it's, especially it's, during the playoffs. No, they're probably all reserved already. Hey, can we just can we just take a moment for Mrs. Dangle as the best wife oh ever? Oh my god, that is so sick. Come on, I'm feeling joy because I'm going to the game, but also relief. Yeah. Oh my. My I, heart was racing when I was getting it. <laughs> oh, my heart was racing when you told me you got it, and I thought I couldn't go. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. So I'm hosting the tailgate. And uh, then after that, I I was planning on watching the game from Real Sports, but I guess the Monday game, I'm going to be at the game. Is that game three or four? No, it's game one, home game one. Game three. Home game one, so game, game three, one. yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. I was tra- yeah, I figured there will definitely be a game one, right? Home game one? Yeah. Oh, yeah, there definitely will be. There oh, definitely my, will be. my heart be a game- right now. Home game one and two. This is fantastic. I can't, well, even, I can't talk to you about how much I spent, but... Uh, yeah, you can. I'm your husband. Hashtag worth it. <laughs> oh my. No, I'm not telling you. I've been saving up for this for a while now. Well, and you know what the great part about you this is? You know what? I don't need to know. The great part yeah. about this, yeah, don't don't look, to get, don't look a gift horse in the mouth. But also, um, it means that your fund for getting a second dog is now depleted. So, so you should look at this as a as a benefit oh, as well, yeah. right? It's expensive yeah. even to get a rescue. It's very like my Bindi's fee was four hundred fifty dollars. Well, and that's just the fee. You, then you have to raise a dog. Yeah, but 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 your fee for for getting the dog <laughs> is, is what I told her. <laughs> so this is it's, good. It's not the money. It's the ten years of having a dog. <laughs> well, and it also costs money to have a dog. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know girl tricks. What? This didn't decrease her chances of getting a dog. This increased it. Oh, no. Listen to that and laugh. <laughs> I got you playoff tickets. You can't get me the dog I want. I did get you the dog I want. His name is Iggy Dude Dangle. He lives with us. He's wonderful. Anyway, you know so- what? No, I, I, should, should I deny these tickets? No, you should not. Yeah, you're right. No, I would never. I would never. <laughs> no, don't even joke about that. Or sh- Come on. Should, should we... Upsell them and make a mortgage payment? No. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yes, fuck that. I agree. Mrs. Dangle, you're a wonderful person. And Steve, I'm so very happy for you. Oh and a little God. jealous. I'm not going to lie. I'm a little jealous that you get to go. Uh, it hasn't sunk in yet. Well, how could I, it? I, I, I just found out. It not until Monday. No. Yeah, I know. She's like, are you excited for the Jays game tonight? She called me on the train on the way here. 
And I'm like, no, I'm doing the podcast first. <laughs> I'm a one thing at a time guy. Has, has yeah. your has your wife ever asked you? So you know that event we have next weekend. What are you wearing to that? Oh yeah, and, and, like, and I'll be well, like, I don't know. Let's start with what event we're going to <laughs> next what, weekend. What are we doing? <laughs> yeah, let's start with what that is because I don't know. I'm going. There's I didn't a know that next weekend. Yeah, yeah right. Like, I wasn't aware. <laughs> it's very true, uh, Mrs. Uh, Dangle. We have another yeah. thing to thank you for, but that'll be later in the show, so you'll unfortunately have to hear that on the recorded portion. Okay? Yes. All or, right. sh- or should we do that now? Well, I guess. She's on the phone. You're right. You're right. Um, I found out something yesterday. So we were at Real Sports mm-hmm. uh, interviewing Aaron Sanchez. Yes. Just Jesse Blake and I. Uh, Adam had to tend to his sick dog, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jesse said something that I did not know because I suck. And it ha- I've, I've known this a couple times, but he's, he's, Jesse's very mysterious. Incorrect. It's very secretive. There's just not a lot going on. We missed Jesse Blake's birthday. We did. We didn't miss it. To be fair. I didn't tell you. (laughs) Jesse. Well, there's that. Jesse doesn't like celebrating his birthday. Yeah. Right? We went over this. Like, you're not like, you're not like, I need everybody to celebrate the day that I was born. Right? (laughs) What's the, what's the family guy bit where she's like, me? Oh, Oh, the Julia Roberts? Julia, I'm not Julia Roberts. It's more of a me. Well, Jesse, as your friends, too bad. It took uh, so, yeah. <laughs> so I, I because Bindi was sick, I was gonna go and do this, but Mrs. Dangle actually ended up doing this because if I texted Steve, he would have forgotten. <laughs> I, I, I know I love my friend, but that's the way it is. Yes. Um and same same verse, vice versa. Whenever I'm told that I go, hey! Yeah. <laughs> so I said, you know, hey, can you guys pick up some cupcakes? Oh! And Mrs. Dangle's like, nah, dog. I can make some cupcakes. What? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because Thank you, you. Because you yeah, like that cake uh, that I brought in. There was the <gasps> banana cake. We made banana cupcakes with chocolate. By we, we mean Mrs. Dangle. <laughs> we, I was there giving her love and, and support. Does that not count? Can we just talk about how, how beautiful oh this icing is? God. The icing is beautiful and the candles <sighs> that are in it, which I, I don't know. We None can't of us have a lighter. We cannot so. light them in the uh, studio. SL, well, oh, yeah, so also much. fire. <laughs> it's Winnie the Pooh. so kind. Winnie the Pooh. So... So Mrs. Dangle with another round of applause for her. And happy birthday, Jesse. And Jesse Thank was you. just saying Thank how hungry he is. I was. <laughs> we uh, love I'm you, Mrs. Dangle. Right now. I picked the biggest one. <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. Dangle the best. Thank you so much. Okay, you're welcome. Later. I love you. You hung up on her after I told her I love you. <laughs> That's fair. That's fine. Um, I want to eat one of those too eventually. Because they smell amazing. I'm going to wait. We're going to talk about Pink Slip Monday or Black Monday or whatever you want to call Monday, starting with the Los Angeles Kings. Who... Did we talk about every series? Yes, we did. Oh, wow. Um, it always feels like there should be more. It seemed like the era <laughs> was ending in Los Angeles. It seemed like it was done oh, anyway. Unequivocally. Um, but yeah. I would have thought, with the amount of success Dean Lombardi and... Mr. Sutter had that they would have had a shot at rebuilding this thing. Yeah, and a it's AEO or AEG or something. AEG. Whoever AEG who owns the LA Kings. Who is it? That's an insurance company. Or? Uh, I don't know. Uh-huh. And and they own the Galaxy um, as well. Live events, live events. There okay. you go. They they got rid of them. Wow. And what's interesting here, I think, is who they've replaced them with, which is Luke Robitaille. As a president, and and uh, and Rob Blake, as, who was the assistant general manager for I think four years, as the GM, as the GM, you got two it, former players in charge, right? And what happened in Colorado when that happened? Huh. Now, well, what happened in Tampa? Dif- exactly different situations. This could go one of two ways. You have arguably the worst GM in the league, and you have arguably the best GM in the yeah. league. Yeah, <laughs> both former players. Yeah. 
There's a lot of former players in there. That that it was very interesting, but uh Kings, I believe, since twenty fourteen. So here's how it went. Won the Stanley Cup, missed the playoffs, made the playoffs, won just one game, missed the playoffs. One playoff victory in three years. <sighs> That's not very good, is it? Well, I might be wrong. Leafs general managers order. have survived more than that. Yes, <laughs> that is true. But now the Kings are in a crazy cap pickle. Yeah, Jesse here. Well, gave, and, and I saw the Anze Kopitar contract quoted as a bad yeah, deal. I was right. Is it possible that I, I? I think that Anze Kopitar just had a bad season. I think the whole team had a bad yeah. season. Yeah, like it's. If your teammates aren't getting points, it's hard for you to put up points. There's, it's difficult to get an unassisted goal. There's a reason why they're a little bit rare. You know, generally speaking, you get on a breakaway. It's because someone fed you. Um, Kings didn't have a whole lot of that this year. That was rough. Um, well, and what's he making? Ten point five. Yeah, it's a All lot. Number one centers. Like if they're on a new contract, they got to make that. Anze Kopitar is the least of the Kings' problems. Mm-hmm. A Dustin Brown contract is a horror show. Uh, they had the whole Mike Richards saga that was handled very poorly. Slava they had Voinov. the Slava Voinov saga that was handled very poorly. Jonathan Quick's contract is rough. How do you look at the Bishop trade now? Desperate attempt oh. by a GM. Oh, that makes sense. Now the trade makes sense. Because that's the only thing that makes it make sense. Yeah, maybe sense. he saw the writing on the wall and he's like, yeah, I need to go get Bishop. Interesting. That's a great theory. Interesting that they gave him the leeway to do that, but I guess if he's got the leeway already, it's pretty hard to take it away from him. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you're the GM, you're the GM. I still won you two cups, you jerk. Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting that you say you think he would get more leeway. You would think that because that's what most teams have done. But a smart ownership group sees the writing on the wall. Now, I usually say... I don't like when ownership gets involved. I don't. Well, they have to, though. But at a certain point, they have to. Yeah. Well, sometimes you do. You have to. I don't like when ownership influences a general manager and who's playing and who's getting drafted and stuff like that. I don't have a problem with ownership doing what ownership is allowed to do, which is firing a general manager. You know, I, I have a problem when ownership fires a coach. Right. GM? Well, you're supposed to. Yeah. That's what you're supposed to do. So... Kings now have a great opportunity to rebuild. And I joked about this last night by saying, hey, Drew Doughty's coming to the Leafs. But the first thing rebuilding teams do is get rid of their best players. I think Jeff Carter is a very attractive asset there. Dude, he's very, locked in so long. And so like, cheaply. Still scored, what is it, 25, 30 goals this year? Yeah, you know what? It's He's good value, but that term, it's very long. It's going to be hard to move. Doughty, you just shouldn't move. Kopitar is now impossible to move. He's still good, but he's impossible to move. Brown is too rich um, for anyone's taste, I would think. You can't move him. Quick probably can't move. The the thing that they said that got Dean Lombardi fired was that he was too married to the guys that weren't your Jonathan Tays, Duncan Keith. So maybe they did say... They got a little too married to the depth guys. Oh. Too much money into the depth, guys. Well, dude, well, they I mean, signed well, who Kyle, was it? Clifford. Kyle Clifford to five years? At, at 1.7 a year or something? You don't need to do that. And Dustin Brown is a depth guy. Well, and he, fair. at yeah. best, when he was playing at his best, was still second, a third-line guy. Second, third, yeah. yeah. The Leafs almost traded for him, by the way, the year they won the Cup. Scary. Yeah. Um, how many Maple Leafs players scored more goals than Anze Kopitar this year? Ooh. 
How many goals did Enze Kopitar have? I'm going to go with he didn't hit 20. So I'm going to say, okay, Matthews had 40. Kadri passed 30. Mm-hmm. Nylander passed 20. Marner had 19. Brown, Brown had, had 20. 20. JVR had 29. That's right. So what are we at, six? Yeah, I don't know. Bozak how many bo- had a bunch. I'm going to say seven. Adam? Just to be different from Steve, I'm going to say eight. Eight players on the Whoa. list. Bozak. Bozak. Hanze Kopitar had 12 goals this season. Ooh, how many assists? He had 40 assists. 40 assists. Yeah. He's a playmaker. He's, mm-hmm. You know what's funny? He's the guy I thought Austin Matthews was going to be. Mm. Defensive center, doesn't score many goals, gets a lot of assists. Wrong. I don't think anybody knew what to make of Matthews. I don't think anybody knew what he was going to be. Yeah. It's it's, so funny. There were so many prognosticators. Anze Kopitar, I heard. I heard Jonathan Taze. I heard, uh, you know, all these. As long as it didn't liken him to a guy who was really good offensively, then they were cool with it. But it's so funny with a guy with a shot like he has, with a release like he has, with puck handling skills like he has. They didn't think that he would somehow score a lot of points. I don't I don't get that. We're. Like he was known as an incredible puck handler. I fell I fell into the trap of uh going with just what you're told. Me too. Which yeah. I didn't I I also had never seen him play in Switzerland. Can you bring up the Kings cap friendly? I have it up. There it is. So we, like we just we just tear into the uh, Blue Jackets all summer long. But like what what is the Kings so we can start at the Situation. top with the forwards. You got Kopitar making $10 million. By the total. way, can I have a cupcake while you're rip- oh. ripping this? Thank you. I, they smell so good. I, I just have to. I was debating. I don't trust myself not to talk with my mouth. During the show or after? Oh, my God. Okay, so while you're reading through this, I'm just not going to say anything and I'm going to eat this cupcake. So Anze Kopitar is sitting at $10 million a year until 2024. Damn. Uh, <laughs> Holy <Brown>. shit. <laughs> Uh, Dustin Brown, 5.87 until 2022. Oh, my God. You can't. What, were, what was the point of that deal? Was that one of those weird back-ended Ilya Kovalchuk deals? No, no it was one of the weird front-ended. Um, I think that no was signed just before the lockout. Yeah. So, like, when the they Parise put a cap on all of it. Yeah. Shit. And um, he's 32 right now. So mm. can, can we talk about how lucky the Blackhawks are? Because they have two of those goofy contracts but lucky for them, those two goofy contracts, uh, th- those like now illegal contracts, are Duncan Keith and Marion Hosa. With the Blackhawks, Jeff Carter, yay! Dustin Brown, oh. Yeah, Jeff Carter sitting at 5.2 till 2022. Marion Gabrick, who's 35, sitting at 4.87 till 2021. Whoa. Tyler- and he's, he's, it's not looking like Marion Gabrick anymore. All he no. has to do so, is show up and he still, they still have to pay him. Like, Tyler Toffoli expiring this year is going to be an RFA. Or, yeah, RFA this shit. year. <laughs> Jerome McGinley, UFA. Trevor Lewis making $2 million till 2020. Why? Why? <laughs> Wait, sorry. What's Why? he making? Trevor Lewis, at 30 years old, is making $2 million till 2020. Now, see, I don't know a whole ton about Trevor Lewis. I know a lot of people have thought of him as a good depth player for a long time. That's a lot to be paying depth when you can't afford it, though. Yeah, yeah like, or, or or just why the length? It's, it's Fine. One you want to play a two million dollar? He's a center, right? Yeah. Okay, you want to play a set? Pay a center in this league two million bucks? Great. Maybe that's how they got him at two million. How old is he? Thirty. Maybe that's how they got him that low. Like I'm a little hypocritical because, like I, I said, I would gladly take Boyle 
back on the lease for like two million bucks, something like that. But I think you pay your depth guys when you can afford it. The Kings can't afford it. Like there's a reason the Blackhawks don't do something like that. They can't afford it. Mm-hmm. And Brian Boyle on a five-year contract is far less attractive, I have to say. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I I like Brian Boyle at two years and two and a half. I don't like Brian Boyle at uh, two million over five years, two million a year over five. Like it's a, a, you know, a $10 million contract or something like that. Yeah. I just think it's just, it's just too long. That's too long to commit to somebody because inevitably like you're, you are you're getting married. You're signing your own. You're signing your own pink slip. Basically, you are. You have a chance to win two cups in three years. When 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 do general managers get fired? Usually, when the team underperforms and they're out of flexibility. Usually, those two things converge. Yeah, it's when your time runs out because there's no more room to do, and your team isn't good enough. Yeah. This isn't the greatest comparison in the world, but. Um, Louis C.K. has this bit. I don't know if he ever did it on stage, but he was on some talk show once. And he was talking about he he brought his two daughters to like some I don't know. I think it was some crazy memorial in Washington, and they had they had a spectacular day, and they did all these very cool things. I think they got a tour of the White House, like a private tour of the White House, um, and then they had to drive back. And he's saying to his daughters, like, "Okay, you had that really cool experience. Well, now you have to pay for it." You're paying for it now, and we're driving back. Do you understand? You know, it was, and it was kind of a lesson for them. Like, you're getting this really cool thing, but it comes at a cost, and the cost is we're going to go on, like, an eight-hour drive now <laughs> or whatever it is. So we're going to go out. We're going to sign all these guys to long, long-term deals. We're going to win a cup. Two cups. We're going to win two cups, but then we got to pay for it on the back end when these deals come up. Mm-hmm. I think Dean Lombardi, like, if you said, hey, man, do you have any regrets? He shouldn't. Like, I'm, and did he make mistakes? Absolutely. I think, Should you I regret think mistakes? Mike Richards would be a, a regret. But yeah, he got, okay, but he got yeah, to yeah, see yeah. the White House. But exactly. He, yes, literally got to see the White House twice. Got to go there twice. You know, I'm not saying he handled everything perfectly and he should be praised, like, for the, again, the Slava Mike Voinov Richards, thing. Slava Voinov, uh, handling of both of those was very poor. But if we're just talking dollars and cents here and purely hockey decisions, won two cups and now he's paying for it. That's the cost. Any GM would gladly trade that. Hey, man, you get two cups, uh, but you get fired three years after. Do you take it? And that GM would respond, wow, two? Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'd I'd do it for one. I would gladly do it for one. Right. So it's just him paying the Pied Piper, right? I sort of wonder with, with Sutter and him on the market in terms of free agents and free agent coaches, whatever, and coaches and, and general managers, if Colorado doesn't have their next brain trust. Although I oh don't boy. know. If, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you tweeted that earlier, right? Yeah. yeah I don't, was a good tweet. I don't know if Sutter is the guy to coach young guys. I don't know that he isn't. Yeah. I don't think that's the best fit. I don't know if his style is even the best fit. I mean, some people were talking about how his style is kind of passed by. They won a cup in 2014. He's he's not a dinosaur. No. By any means. But um Lombardi, I think, could be a really good match in Colorado. Um Yeah, because you bring in somebody with experience who can build something that they don't have at all in Colorado. Dude, they're so bad. Um should we do a check-in on their uh, plus minus? Or yeah. the differential, sorry. Yeah, the, let's the, do the LA it. Kings. So I think I think the oh, Colorado? Was, yeah. Oh, I know. So this. I I think the worst uh 
goal differential of any team in the cap era was negative 113. The Colorado Avalanche, I, I'm trying to remember. I want to say the Sabres. Okay. Probably the McEichel Sabres. The Colorado Avalanche this year had what? 112. Ah! Minus if the Leafs had just beat them that one time, ah. we would be playing Ottawa, and they would have broken the record. Damn it! At least tied it. At the very damn least, it, tied damn it, damn it! And you know, you do. I mean, okay, Colorado did not expect to be this bad, and were this bad. People deserve to pay for that. In their defense, they lost Verlama, uh, Verlamov at like what Christmas. Mm-hmm. You're a little better. If Simeon Verlamov, if Otto, or sorry, if if Colorado doesn't make. Wholesale changes. Bednar gone, Sackett gone. Are you going to be shocked? Absolutely shocked, but this is the problem that I think maybe the Leafs had a little while ago. Um, What does Colorado have to give other than their best players? Well, they have their love, too. That's all they have. This is the thing. Like, okay, you get a new coach. It's a boy band reference. Just throwing that out there. My love is all I I have to give. 98 degrees. No, okay, all right, fine. 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 (laughs) But Um, yeah, you could do Shane. Okay, so a new coach, a better coach, assuming they're better, um, would be an upgrade. A new GM, that's great, but that's... Takes years. What moves do they make? Yeah, it takes years. You get rid of Duchesne, are you better? No. You get rid of Landis Gog, are you better? No. You get rid of McKinnon, are you better? No. Well, you wouldn't really... I think you'd keep McKinnon. You probably... Yeah, you definitely keep McKinnon, but uh, what do you get for Duchesne? And what do you get for Landis Gog? Uh, And then beyond them... What do you have to give? They got a couple young guys in the system that look like they could be pretty good. Uh, Rantanen, I think. Um, Tyson Jost, I think, had a had a good end of the season. Tyson Berry is not going to be as bad as Tyson Berry was. No, that's probably true, too. I think Eric Johnson was out for a while. But it, if you're talking about just selling off guys to bring back assets, I don't know if Colorado has a lot to give. I don't. Other than... Uh, Landis Cog and Duchesne, which I don't think are good decisions. So, you, you, okay, here's here's what you had a few years ago. You had McKinnon, not in this order, but you had McKinnon, Duchesne, Ryan O'Reilly, and Paul Stastny. And you lose Stastny to free agency. You lose Stastny to free agency. You lose O'Reilly in a trade. So naturally, what you do next is get rid of Duchesne as well? What? Yeah, no. Are you nuts? And they almost did. Montreal almost ended up with them. You were the best team up the middle and you pissed three of them away? That doesn't sound smart. Well, and then and then you've got so you've got McKinnon, McKinnon who's now a center. Yep. And you've got Duchesne. So that's a pretty good one-two punch. And Duchesne's locked up for a while. It's something to build around. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's so and around. then you Centers probably— Centers don't grow on trees. Chances are, I mean, they have a 20% shot at the number one pick. Chances are they get it. Let's just say chances. Let's say they end up Leafs with got it. it. They get Nolan Patrick. They get Nolan Patrick. Yeah. Is he a center? Yes, I believe he is, but I I'm sure so. they could start him on the wing if they wanted to play him top six. No one's been talking about him, eh? No, because of that knee injury. That's <laughs> what happens when you're out. People are like, oh, man, he probably won't go first overall. Uh, oh, no. But uh, you know who only played like 17 games in his draft year? Still went fifth overall? Morgan Riley. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. He was kind of the forgotten about one. Yep. When they picked him, I was legitimately upset. I was so mad. I was like, who the hell is this guy? Oh, my God, he's going to be another bust. Lo and behold, Morgan Riley. Hello. Yes, Jesse. He is a centerman. He is a centerman. Yeah, okay, very good. Sure. Um, so, yeah, you have a guy that, that doesn't have to play center. Because, like, Austin Matthews, as much as 
yeah, it would have been. Uh, you they could have started him on the wing because Babcock kind of talked about that. Yeah. We kind of needed him on the, like we didn't really have a choice. I mean, yeah, you have Bozak and yeah, you've got Kadri, but you needed a third center there, mm-hmm. and you needed a number one center, and he looks like the number one guy. No, he plays on the third line. And he plays, a, yeah, that's no, right, the third no. line, <laughs> right? Third okay, line. checking line. That's sure, totally. <laughs> remember the top six. Remember the Carlisle Burke era top six score. The bottom six. Mm-hmm. That's the grinder. Do nothing. <laughs> <laughs> they, they are Colton or punch guys in the face. <laughs> and we're gonna win yeah. by, punch by punches. Yeah. Um, I do think that uh, Austin Matthews um, is a good comparable. Nolan Patrick coming in, they could have potentially a guy who could who could either play the third line, or they could have him on the wing. And and if you've got Lanniscog and Duchesne already in there, and you've got. Eric Johnson and Tyson Berry, those are arguably, I would say, arguably better pieces than the Leafs had to build around. You need to be smart in free agency, um, and usually that means avoiding free agency. Um, and figure out goaltending. And you need to draft very well. Uh, I feel ba- I think their goaltending might not even be that bad. It's just they were developing guys expected to do way too much. Spencer Martin, nice kid. Um, he was the goalie for the Steelheads when I was there. Nice kid. Um could really develop into something, but the games he played, like he's a religious guy, and I, I think he was doing the sign on the cross for like more reasons than just God. Like just <laughs> oh, oh my God, yeah. And of course, you know, it's the Avalanche, man. It's the Avalanche. Didn't have a chance. Yeah. Um, one Willis Desjardins. Oh yes. Uh, Willie Desjardins and uh, and his staff fired in Vancouver. Now I looked at this and oh, thought, and the staff and the staff. Oh, I assistant coaches that. are gone too. I oh, I wondered, I looked at this situation and thought, okay, so you have him fired. To me, he's the least of the problems. There, He yeah. might be part of the problem itself, but he's the least of them. Everything I read out of Vancouver was actually something along those lines. Part of the problem, not necessarily the problem. I think the problem is... Is uh, Jim Benning. Man, he built up all that goodwill at the trade deadline with a couple moves that looked pretty nice. And then he starts talking again. Oh. When is someone going to tell him to shut up? Shut up! Well, what did he say that bugged you particularly? I can't even remember what it was, man. Dude, it all blends together. Well, here's an interesting statement that I thought was very Dave Nones-like. It was something about a defenseman. Maybe maybe that's what you got. Well, no, it's not. Uh, It's not. It's Trevor Linden. And it was it's very Dave Nonesy. And I find that very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Guys that guys that shouldn't stay say stuff. He said, This is Trevor Linden. I am a lot more optimistic than at any time since I've been here. This is in the press conference explaining the firing of the head coach. That's that's the line you want to use. If there was ever listen, if you if you work for a corporation, this is exactly what they start to say when things go if south. If you work for United. Yeah. <laughs> I am Trevor, <laughs> Trevor Linden of United. By the way, I also find it very funny, just as an aside, that they've dug up history on this doctor. Oh, my God. And, and that somehow negates the fact that United pulled a man off a plane. Yeah. Physically. Yeah, but United. Who, but he was charged, guys, in 19 or 2005. With what? Uh, it was like pay for like sex for treatment stuff. Oh, 98 shoot. counts of it. Yeah. However, they still physically pulled a man off the plane. Yeah. It had nothing to do with that. Has nothing to do with you this. have rights as a human being. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Anyway. Um, but United's statement on the incident was so 
hey, we know everybody's going to forget about this in a week when something yeah. else on the internet yeah. happens. I've, I've heard nothing but so terrible things, but I will never on. fly them. Have you ever never... flown United? Uh, I think once. It's awful. Yeah, I've heard nothing but and, bad things. And the reason that people fly United is it's cheap. Mm-hmm. Oh. It's huge and it's cheap. And they know people won't stop flying. No. So they're like, hey, yeah, we don't, it's... we're not sorry. What are, they gonna, what are you going to do? If you want to take a connecting flight anywhere in the yeah. States, it's United. Like you don't, wait, I, I laugh at people that say, oh, we, I'll never fly United. Okay. I got, I got so to try to go somewhere. Through, yeah, go through <laughs> O'Hare and not take United. Flying, okay. generally speaking, is unpleasant. I got on a flight, uh, I think it was out of London, England, one time, and... I, I just just looking at the paint on the plane. I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't want to get on this thing. And the only thing that put me at ease was the flight attendant talked like this. And I and I'm like, okay, so this plane has been across the ocean once. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that was the it. only thing I was like, okay, so it's made. It, it. might be the last time, but it did yeah. make it. <laughs> oh, you want to? We're fly? going you to crash. You want to flying an airplane? You want to go on a flight that you paid for? <laughs> to be fair to uh, to even to United in this, um, it should be illegal to overbook an airplane. Hundred percent. Yeah, that's the government's Wait. fault, not United's. Oh, okay. So I clearly don't understand how that works. I thought that was United. So, so no, United, United, and and many uh, passenger airlines do this. They will overbook the flight because some people time sometimes don't show up. This shitty plane that I got on, I got on it because they overbooked our flight. And I'm standing in line with people, and we're talking to each other, and we're like, "Are you are you here because it was overbooked? Are you here was a they overbooked like fifty people? Yeah, there that, should that's be not overbooking. That's booking two flights. Now, what the airlines will tell you is that if you get rid of that, then they will pass the charge on to consumers and make tickets higher because they still have to make their profits. Tickets are so they, expensive. So the governments are like, "Oh well, we we don't want to be we don't want to be the the administration that's responsible for that. So we'll let the next guy take care of it. Yeah. And we'll we'll let we'll let this continue to go on and you've got groups like United who what they the need world to do is if you want one to, giant if I, office. If you want to do an overbooking, if you want to do like say a four passenger limit overbooking, you overbook four people. I'm okay with that. Yeah. But when it gets to 10, 15, 20, it's obnoxious. There are going to be people that, that, that just don't show up for flights. Also, I don't, know, I don't know who everyone else on the flight was, but if you're going to kick someone off, I know you're picking people at random, but maybe don't pick the 69-year-old. Mm-hmm. Oh, but Steve, it was at random. Like, make seniors exempt. No, it's a senior citizen. Though. It was random. They picked it out of a hat. But Steve, it doesn't matter that he was a senior citizen or that he was physically assaulted. <laughs> it matters that he had some charges laid against him in You're 2005. Right. You're right. Mm. Let us not let us not re- forget. How did we get into this? Uh, no, I, I brought it up. I brought it up. I apologize <laughs> for that. But it was just like I think it, I did. it is. It's this Trevor Linden quote is very much <laughs> yes, like the United thing. Here's the it's very corporate. Here's the Titanic sinking. Uh, but hey, things are great. Look, the band's still playing on the front deck. Uh-huh. But look, we great? tweeted at the McNuggets guy a couple days ago. <laughs> or not, not even McNuggets. The, the Wendy's nu- Nuggets the guy. guy. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, to me, it was a very Dave Notice in Toronto quote here. Okay. I'm a lot more optimistic than at any time since I've been here. I'm not worried about years five, six, and seven. Oh, no. Ah, remember that? Um, I'm going to continue. Our prospect pool is deeper and better because you've been bad. <laughs> Vancouver, because you've been bad. That's why your prospect pool is deeper and better, because you've been bad. And here's where it gets fun. It's challenging times, no doubt. No one is happy with what we're seeing, uh, with where we're at, excuse me. But I am happy and encouraged uh, in some of the improvement from guys like Bo and Marcus. 
And then he goes on to say that they've walked a fine line. What are you looking at? Uh, Mrs. Angle is here. <laughs> Why? Really? Yeah. Okay. I told um, her not to leave until 2. Um, yeah. Small note about Vancouver as well. They did an awesome tank job to end the year. They went 1-9, and nine, and they snuck into the second last position. This is so the Coyotes my... passed them? Yes. Yeah. Now, because Coyotes won four games and <laughs> didn't lose eight. Can I make a bet? Uh-huh. Vancouver's winning the draft lottery. You think so? Yeah. I, I feel it. I feel it in my bones. <laughs> Nolan Patrick's a, a Canuck. Vancouver Canuck. Here's the, here's the quote I wanted to get to. Because my notes have been deleted. Some of this is missing. It sucks. We've walked the fine line between trying to develop players at the NHL level and winning. No, you haven't. Well, you finished you, you 27th last year and 28th this year. Can you repeat that? Uh, oh, sorry. 28th and 29th. We walked the fine line between trying to develop players at the NHL level and winning. First off, you shouldn't have to develop NHL players at the at the NHL level. <laughs> you develop them in the no, A. No, 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 De- De- Devil's advocate. That's what the Leafs did this year. Okay, fair. I mean, you, okay, but they Zach also had a year in the them. AHL, but they've been developing him. Connor Brown had a year in the AHL or two, two, three years. Mm-hmm. I, I'll let them no, slide. You know with who's that. who's developed players at an NHL level and walked the fine line with winning? The Toronto Maple Leafs. Damn straight. The Vancouver Canucks, with 28th and 29th consecutive finishes, have not walked that line. The Chicago Blackhawks. Chicago Blackhawks are a perfect for, for example. What they've of that. done uh, with uh, with uh, everybody, their Panarin. depth guys, Panarin. and they're probably trading them. Brandon Saad. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like <laughs> NHL. I mean, sorry, NHL Nashville. Um, can I give you the probably the saddest stat in like hockey mm-hmm. this year? Like the saddest. Okay. I have 10 professional goals this year. Or sorry, 10. No, no, I made a mistake. I have 19 professional points this year. 18 of those points are in the American Hockey League. I scored those 18 points in 62 American Hockey League games. Who am I? Jake Vertanen. Yeah. Fourth overall pick, I think. Uh, He was. Was he fourth? Sixth. Oh, sixth. Two picks, if I'm not mistaken. Two picks before William Nylander. Oh god! Three picks before Nikolai Ehlers. I remember one of the happiest moments at, of the past few years for me was the moment the Canucks picked Jake Vertanen. I was at the draft in Philly because I I I remember thinking the Leafs would get Vertanen because I thought he would drop to eighth, and I remember looking at his stats and go, oh, okay, I could that's that's fine, that's fine. They pick Vertanen, and I go, oh, that means the Leafs will get one of Nylander or Ehlers. <sighs> Hurricanes go up and they pick Hayden Flurry, and I'm like, "Holy shit! No way! Don't fuck this! Don't you fucking pick Nick Ritchie! Don't you fucking pick Eddie Lander! Holy shit!" I remember that being like a huge surprise. Yeah. I was him. very happy. I was very happy. Um, so I think that <laughs> Vancouver does have some good pieces. I don't think they're wrong, but let's not pretend that they've walked a fine line. Like, why no. are you saying? Why would you say that? Uh, you're not winning. You're, it's either spin. Which, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I guess you can't blame someone for trying to I spin. Can. You'd be better off Just being be honest. honest. I think you're better off being honest. You're We know where you're making at. Making your fans think they're stupid. Yeah, they're, and they're, I, I, it makes me mad for Vancouver fans because I was mad as a Leaf fan when it happened. I want to know what Vancouver fans believe that. 
They, I think they do. I think there are some that do. Well, of course, you, there's you need some. to only there's look at the some. Canucks Army blog. Uh, no, they hate. The, no, they hate with ownership. Is no, no, no. I, well, not the Canucks Army oh, blog. The comment section. Comment section. Oh yes, absolutely. They're like, oh no, I <laughs> believe. See how quickly it. that changed. I believe yeah. in oh, Jim okay. Benning. I believe. Yeah. Um, uh, and the Panthers, and another interesting quote from the Panthers. So the Panthers also made a shuffle. They did. Dale Talon has been renamed. General manager of the. <laughs> now, before before you get into the quote, uh-huh. again, this is this is it's impossible to find. People we should who, have called Doug Seafood, by the way. I know it's it's impossible for anyone to be fair about the Panthers. So you had all the old boys club crapping on the Panthers when they got rid of Gerard Gallant and wondering what the hell Doug Seafood was thinking. Meanwhile, not bothering to ask Doug Seafood. Then they went on this run. And you had the whole computer boys thing and all the analytics folks and a lot of the bloggers were getting on the Panthers thing. Rah, rah. The Panthers are going to be in the first round. I even said it. I was like, oh, boy, it's really going to suck when the Panthers pass the Leafs because for a while it looked that way. And then for the final stretch of the season when they were bad, they were just kind of ignored. Now, uh, Dale Talon is the general manager. Like the old boys club wanted him to be the entire time. And they're like, oh, see, it's a circus. What? You got what you wanted. But it is still a circus. It is still a circus. And what's funny is I think they're still right to think that. Like, they do have a point. But. But they got their guy. It's just right back to what it was. Yeah. Well, and. and You got what you think is the right decision. It's funny when they were talking about. Can't call them stupid when you think they're doing the right thing. I don't know. What they were talking about was there's a chance, not a great chance, but a chance that Gerard Gallant comes back. No, that, that he no. was named as one of the possibilities because it's Florida, man. Would he come back? Well, I'm sure like, they have to pay him a boat. If you double Gerard Gallant's salary, I'm sure he would do it. Oh God! Hey, it comes with a free taxi. Yeah, well. we'll give you Uber to every game. Didn't we'll buy happen, Uber. Uh, we will buy Uber because they that have happen? that kind of money. <laughs> Didn't that happen with a prominent uh, Toronto radio personality? They got fired. There was all this uproar about them getting fired. Someone asked them to come back, and they said, "Yeah, sure, for more money." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, a lot more. And a public apology. Yeah. And like in the newspaper back when, when, when that was like when everybody read the newspaper. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. It was a this big... was like what? 20 years ago? Something like that? 15. 15. 15. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and that'd that... be great. You know what? It would. That would be funny. Wouldn't it be funny? It would be. It would be funny. <sighs> They'd be Doug McLean's favorite team again. <laughs> uh, and yeah, because that situation would be so toxic. I don't think it would. I think it's kind of like I, I actually here's. I'm not defending what they did because I think it was ownership for sure overreaching. And I also think it was a, I think it was a Tim Rowe power play. Tom Rowe. Tom Rowe power play. I think, I think this is like Game of Thrones and I think Tom Rowe hoodwinked a few people and then, and I I just, I feel like it looks to me, how does a guy, how does a guy. I think he's been hoodwinked. He was Xerxes. You think he was Xerxes? Yeah, he he lit the castle on fire just as a power play. Because blew everybody. Up. I feel like how did he get end? Up, how did he end up the GM and the coach? Wait, though, without he making was, some movements in the background. Wait, though. Now he so he started the season. If I'm not mistaken, he began the season as the GM. Mm-hmm. Then became GM coach. Then became coach with other guys taking on the duties of the GM. Now he's not the coach, not the GM, and he's special advisor to the GM. Which nobody has any idea what that. That's what I mean. Like after I wonder, all this, did he get demoted? Oh, yeah, he 100% got demoted. Yeah. So maybe he did try to hoodwink some people and it turned out poorly, but it kind of just sounds like he got shafted. 
I don't know. <laughs> to me, it sounds like there's some dealing in the backgrounds there. Now, I'm just trying to look at it. You know, my, my, here's know. my quote. Here's my here's the quote, and I love this. I love this from Dale Talon. We're turning the page on a disappointing season. That is an understatement. Which I think is kind of the conclusion we just came to. Bury the season in the sand. Because <laughs> again, remember Dale Talon and Gerard Gallant with this team won the division for a variety of interesting reasons. But they won the division. But they did. Yeah. Can't, again, can't take it away from him. Talon said, from today, we're moving forward with a singular voice under my leadership in hockey operations. We're going to have one agenda and one agenda only, and that is winning. And now I thought that was interesting. The one agenda thing means that there was multiple agendas, means that there was wheeling and dealing in the background. Now, I don't know what Tom Rose's part in that would have been. He's obviously still with the team, but for how long? Who knows? Uh, and I, 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 there's something, there is something political that happened back there. What a bizarre little it, case. Story. Yeah. It's weird. Well, and what gets lost in this is what are the Panthers on the ice? I still think they're a good team. I think they're a fantastic team. Yeah. Reimer played well, but they were without Luongo. Um, Barkov was out. Huberto was out for a very long time. Trocek has been a revelation. Marchessault was a revelation. Aaron Ekblad was out for a while. Multiple times. On the ice, I think the Panthers are fine. Similar yeah. situation to Tampa, but I think Tampa's stronger. But behind the scenes, like, it was such a distraction. And you can, you know, you know what's resonated with me a little bit is, have you seen Willie Mitchell's Twitter? No. A few times. Former every time, Captain Willie Mitchell? Former Florida Panthers. Captain Willie Mitchell. Last year. Um, he's, he keeps tweeting carnival music. <laughs> Whenever a story comes, whenever something comes out about that, whenever something comes out about the Panthers, so he knows something. Well, it's it's his. Even if it's not, he knows something extra. It's that is his opinion. What about the Panthers players? Surely they can't enjoy this. No, it's never good when your team is painted in a bad, um, incompetent light, and it has nothing to do with you. How frustrating, how taxing must that be on your mind? Pretty bad. Pretty bad. That would be tough. And you got all your other crap to worry about. You're trying to get better from a concussion. You're trying to get better from your leg injury. You just had a kid. You don't want to be dealing with this. You don't want to be hearing about all of this. No. So I think next season the Panthers come back as a much, much better team. Lindy Ruff out in Dallas after four seasons. Yeah, well, I mean— Lindy Ruff had two shitty goalies with a shitty defense. What do you do? He had a rough time in Dallas. <laughs> just, just, just real difficult. You're awful. Oh, you that so comment garbage. was so bad. Woof. <laughs> <laughs> Get it? Because rough. Woof. Oh. Because that's the other dog thing. Get it? Yeah. I would have tweeted that. Anyway. It came back. Um, Jesse. Yes. If you look on the Steve Dangle podcast Reddit page, I know that you already know this is there, but I'm announcing it anyway. There is a happy birthday Jesse session. Uh, and I know Jesse hates it. However, there are 68 comments there, and I believe you should read all of them. It was very nice of you, Adam. Uh, and what was really hilarious about it, it was were... I was like trying to keep this a secret, and people started tweeting Jesse, happy birthday! I'm like, no! <laughs> got, stop got, doing that! I got tons of uh, tweets that said happy birthday. I meant just for it to be on the Reddit page, but I didn't specify that. So to be fair, it's not your fault. It's mine. Um... Guys, Jack Eichel missed out on $2 million. So here's what happened. Um, Jack Eichel was to get a $2 million 
dollar bonus if he finished in the top ten in the NHL uh, in points per game. Not points. You missed too many games for that. Points per game. Heading in to game 82, Leon Dreisaitl needed two points to pass Jack Eichel by 0.01 to shove him into 11th. In the last game of the season, Dreisaitl gets two points. Did he get a hat trick? I don't know. I'm pretty sure you got that after. sucks. Yeah. Missed out on a $2 million payday. So the next day, they go, so, Mr. Eichel, what'd you think about the season? And he's like, fuck bullshit. This whole team's bullshit. Bunch of teammate bullshit. Bullshit savers. That's bullshit. A lot everything bullshit. That's a, that is a lot of money. <laughs> that's a, that's so grand. much money. It's $2 million. Two million dollars. You can get a home wherever you want. You can get a home in Dubai. <laughs> you can get a. You can. What, what can you do with two million dollars? You never have to pay for food ever again for the rest of your life. No. Um. Like. Like. like no. Seriously. What are all the things you can do with two million dollars? You can buy two one million dollar homes. You can uh, buy you a can, Bugatti. We can. You can wake up in two Bugattis. You can wake up in two Bugattis. No, I think it'd be the low end model though, because our Bugattis two million. Well, there's the Veyrons now. Are you can probably get oh. the uh, you probably get a used Veyron for less than a million. Nobody wants a used. Veyron. Screw Bugattis. Like how many Mazda threes could you get? <laughs> I, could, like, I woke up in seventy thousand Mazda threes. <laughs> or fifty thousand Mazda three GSs, where ah. you have the buttons in the wheel. Think like, about all of the chicken McNuggets you could buy. He could single-handedly fund that Wendy's guy. <laughs> he could single-handedly fund Wendy's. Wendy's. He could buy a Wendy's franchise. You could buy a couple Wendy's. He could buy a Tim's. He, he could, he could. I don't know, buy a newspaper, buy several. He could buy a Tim Hortons for some people to drive. You know into. what I would do? If I were him, I would surround Tim Murray's house with porta potties and go, ha! How's that for number two? Now you get to look outside at number twos all the time. There you go. See? There you go. You could you could do things. You could do expensive mischief. How much <laughs> clubbing in Buffalo could get done for $2 oh, million? Dollars? So oh, so much clubbing my in God. Buffalo. Well, how many drinks would you have to have per dollar drink night? <laughs> wow. Like, you could never outdrink. On a dollar drink night, you could never drink $2 million. You know how much outlet no shopping you could get done at all the Buffalo outlet malls? Uh, can't oh, find great. good parking in Buffalo? Buy your own parking how garage and you're fine. Do you have to find... <laughs> how, many, oh, how many lacasse in this mall? <laughs> you can buy your own malacasse. You could buy Wickapaw. Could you buy Chictawaga? You could buy Chictawaga for $2 million. Chictawaga for $2 million? Yeah, for $2 million. <laughs> what can you do with $2 million? <laughs> I'll tell you some things you can do with $2 you could million. Call, dollars. You can take Ralph Wilson Stadium and call it Ralph Wilson Jack Eichel Stadium. How many Salino and Barnes commercials oh, could you fund? Oh, my goodness. How many quality items can you buy with $2 million? <laughs> Sorry, American friends, you sound funny. I know we do, too. Uh, How many? <laughs> Seriously, you could, you could do... You could buy a school... We can be a Dane Cook sketch. Two million dollars because Leon Dreisaitl, some guy on another team, Connor McDavid's teammate, had a nice last game to the season. Hey, speaking of which. Shit. Yeah. Uh, Connor McDavid did not win the Calder. No, he didn't. 
I still think he deserved it. No offense to Terry Panarin, but I think in the 45 games he played last year, to me, he was the best rookie. But it's always based on who scores the most points. Now, going into March, I think we had this conversation. I thought, Steve thought, Jesse, I wasn't sure about your thoughts. I, I, think I was kind of sitting on the Matt Murray fence. I um, had Line A. Yeah. And I, I, and I thought Line A as well, although I thought Matt Murray definitely deserved mm-hmm. A lot of votes. I mean, the team's doing he extremely still well. Gets he was a top five goalie. Yeah, like I, time. I, yeah. I. So now, with the last month and a half, you know, Line A sort of fell off. Yeah, Winnipeg sort of fell off. Matthews has forty goals. It's the, the milestone it's really not, helps. It's not a debate anymore. The league is it? Is it a debate anymore? No, Matthews. No. He led the league in even strength goals. What? Yeah, that's crazy. He, he was thirty-two even strength goals. Crosby has thirty, and, <laughs> and he was second in league goal scoring. He almost won the Rocket Richard Trophy. Are you serious? Yeah, I haven't really been paying attention to that stuff. I mean, he was very high up. Well, Crosby won with forty-four. Uh, right? He finishes in a tie for second in the NHL with forty goals. No rookie has finished higher. Since Timu Solani in nineteen ninety-two, ninety-three. No, didn't Ovechkin have fifty? No rookie has finished higher since Timo Solani in 92-93. Who tweeted that? Uh, Sportsnet stats. I think that's wrong. Did in Ovechkin's, in Ovechkin's rookie season, what did he Pretty finish? Pretty sure he had 52 goals. Did somebody, did two other players have more? Did he finish higher? Because I don't think Sportsnet stats gets a lot of stuff wrong. No, they don't. That's why I'm confused. Okay, I'll look it up. Hmm. Uh, and also we have to shout out Nikita Kucherov, who also tied with Austin Matthews. 40 goals. Most underrated player in the league this year? Nikita Kucherov? Yeah. Oh, my God. Gotta be. He is so dangerous. He's scary. Gotta be. He's scary. He is, he's Tarasenko without any of the hype. I'm just going to say Tarasenko. Yes. He's the Tarasenko without being on the cover of a video game. Yeah. Yeah. But he will be next year. Because he's not the face of the franchise. No. Like Tarasenko is. It's Stamkos, but he was gone the whole time. Yeah. Imagine you have, you have Kucherov and Stamkos on the same team. Uh, yeah. I can't imagine. That's stupid. In 2005-2006, Ovechkin's rookie year, Jonathan Chichu finished in first place with 56 goals. In second place was Yamir Yager with 54. So Ovechkin <gasps> finished in third. Oh, it's no one has finished. No one has I finished that high since Timo Solani. I thought it was about the goal total. No. No. Uh, no okay, I, misunderstood. I wonder if you era adjusted, by the way, because yeah. I wonder if you era adjusted. Uh, and I'm not saying in any way that Austin Matthews was even close to Tay Mussolini's thing, but I, I wonder what the era adjustment from the early 90s to now would be and how many goals that would yeah. conceivably it w- it be mathematically. Be, it wouldn't be 70-something, but it'd be higher. Do you want some more Oof. Matthew stats? Yeah. So he's the first player to score 30-plus 5-on-5 goals since Corey Perry in 2013-2014. No way. And wow. he finishes with 279 shots, which is eighth in the NHL. And that is the most by a rookie since Ovechkin had 425 in 2005, 2006. <laughs> so the 425 is a ridiculous That's number. That's stupid. But yeah. Also, um, yeah. can I just throw out there that didn't he, wasn't he like one of the only guys to get a shot in every game this year? Yes. He was the only. The only guy. The only. Yeah, sometime in the winter, it was just him and Ovechkin, and then Ovechkin missed. Um yeah. Patrick Line, though, does, does deserve this. Totally. 36 goals. Unreal. Oh. And had an injury. Un- yeah. Yeah, missed a couple. Great season. Really 36 great season. goals. How many assists? How many points? Let me uh, let me find that out. I've got the... I've got... Uh, you click I think it was 64. Line. 64 points, 28 assists. Great player. I mean, great player. Great player. 
Did he finish with higher points per game? Maybe. Probably. I'm he played sure. 73 games. I um, I don't know math. And yeah, he probably did. Um, his shooting percentage, 17.6. That's pretty high. Yeah. yeah. That's very high. Now, what doesn't, now don't elite players shoot around that? Like Crosby, for instance. 14 15 Crosby's is pretty high. This year is ridiculous. Crosby, not this year, actually. No. Oh, no, sorry. I'm looking at career playoffs. This year it was ridiculous. 17 yeah, 3. But his high. career average is 14 7. It's almost 15%. That's that, but that's Crosby, right? Mm-hmm. And that's the measure yeah. by which everybody has to kind of put themselves. Yeah, unless you're McDavid. Unless you're McDavid, yeah. <laughs> then you're looking down at Crosby and saying, "Hey, um, hey what up?" <laughs> yeah. And if you look at Austin Matthews here, I'm just going to pull that up. Yeah. His was about normal, fourteen point three. About normal, a little for an elite, a little high, a little high, but yeah. Wow, God, he's so good. He is good. Now. <clears throat> Is he going to ever pass 40 goals? Austin? Is he ever going to outdo himself? Absolutely. Because it's not that uncommon for rookies to have a redonkulous first season and they can't match it. Yeah. No, he's. I think he'll for sure pass it. Neil Broughton, who he passed for the American rookie goal scoring record, had 38 goals as a rookie. Why are you leafing this? You're right. Why don't you just believe that he's a very good player? Because he is. Oh, I'm not saying he's not going to get better. He'll just you can get better and still not have the same he'll amount He'll never of have 69 points again. Nice. nice. <laughs> he'll never have <laughs> I think he will. I think he'll have years where he has... I think he'll, he'll be one of those guys that eventually gets 50-plus goals. Once or twice. I don't think he'll... I don't know if he'll ever lead the league the way he did in even strength goals again. I mean, he's, he's going to get... But I think he's going to get a lot more assists in the future, too. I don't think 29 assists is, is yeah. normal. And, and I don't goals. know about the 50 goals thing, because I don't think many people are going to get 50 no. goals in well, the next so five, rare. 10 It minutes. is. Yeah. It's so rare. I still think he's going to I think he's gonna do it, because he's so... His, his release and his shot... If anybody's going to do it, it'd be like him and Line a and... Ovechkin and Stamkos, I think, are the only guys who have hit 60 goals since, like, friends came on the air. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's crazy. It's difficult to score that many goals. Those guys are crazy good. I know. It's crazy. Um, let's do the press conference. The presser. S-D-P. The Steve Dangle Press Conference. Oh, fun Ovechkin stat. Oh. He's the first player in NHL history to lead his team in goals for 12 straight seasons. Wow, man. So there's wow! Yes. <laughs> Unbelievable. First ballot. Uh, Retires today. First ballot. Unless you're dumb. Leafs fan DVE wants to know, what are the odds that Maple Leafs players are allowed to grow a playoff beard? And oh. if they are, what is the odds that the rookies actually could? Well, that that was already covered, wasn't that it? That was covered, yeah. Shanahan's quote, I believe, was, oh, they're absolutely allowed. The question is, can they? Mm-hmm. Um, let's think of who the rookies are. Um, can Marner, Marner can't grow a beard. There's no way Marner can grow a beard. <laughs> There's no way Neilander can grow a beard. Matthews <laughs> could grow a really bad Sydney stash. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He can maybe grow like the Sydney stash and Taves chops. Connor Brown can't grow a beard. No. See, and I don't know it would show up. He's maybe. got very light hair. Yeah. He might be one of those guys that if you give him enough time, because because he's got lighter hair, he'd be like like Joey Crab grew the meanest mustache on all the Marlies, but it was blonde. Well, he's only gonna have three games to grow it. 
You're right. Three games, right. So. Even though that's math and math and math. They're only going to have three games. It's a shame so. that the Caps, after all this effort, are going to get knocked out in three games. Yeah, it really is. It's a shame. It's going to be tough for Who them. else? Hyman, is, that looks like it's going to be tragic, too. I don't think Kapanen, Sosh. Kapanen, Sosh. Even Ooh, Nikita Zaitsev, I'm like, where? There's yeah. no hair there. Kadri's yeah. going to have a nice one. Yeah. Kadri yeah. will have a nice one. Polak should have a nice one. Leo. Leo will be one of those light haired but mm-hmm. thick. Yeah, handlebars guys. maybe. That'd be cool. There you go. He would be so badass with handlebars. <laughs> yeah. I, I wish a team would do something it. different other than just the playoff beard. Like I wish they would all do handlebars yeah. together. <laughs> that would be sick. You imagine an entire team of handlebar mustaches coming 80s. at you? Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> half of the Leafs are the generation that grew up with the bleach blonde hair in the playoffs. Yeah. Oh, that was a thing too. That's right. It still is. Um, trying to think of all the play. I feel like Riley. There's another guy who. Could grow like thick, but again, it's too fair to see. Gardner for sure not. Gardner no, <laughs> not a chance. He's still got a baby face, baby yeah. bottom. Yeah. Boyle, no, Boyle's isn't good. Could Freddie even? Freddie can't. <laughs> Martin, I don't think can. No, we're gonna have some bad. Holy beards. shit! <laughs> this whole team. It'll just be like. Did I miss anyone? Yeah. I don't think so. Oh my god, it'll be funny. funny. We're gonna have like three playoff beards on the whole <laughs> roster. GVR? No, that's gonna be hair. tragic too. Yeah, he's blonde. No. <laughs> no, and I think he's one of those guys who just can't grow the facial hair either. Dude, this is only this is like a day and a half. It's getting prickly. It's better than it was in 2013. Yeah, mine is. Yeah, mine's. I did. I mine. still don't know if I'm allowed to grow this. I though. did mine. I I shaved my I shaved my face Saturday night. Then this is what it looks like. So I don't grow a very good beard. Are, <laughs> are we there. doing playoff beards? Well, you I can't. I don't know. You already got one though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't think either of you can because you have to host the event and you probably can't. This is my a and it sucks because yeah. I think I can grow one now. Mm-hmm. It used to be really tragic. Yeah. But now you I can't can... be on TV with a scruffy. Yeah. Beard. Yeah. They would BT would have a problem with that. Yeah. They like it. They <laughs> like it to be clean. TV. Yeah. Can't do it. It's once you have a beard. Mm-hmm. It's good. It's mm-hmm. getting there. If I made it into a thing on breakfast television, like oh yeah, you know what I mean. A bit, and yeah. I, maybe I would have if I if I was more confident that the Leafs would beat the Caps. Uh, but honestly, like and, and and if if there were any Leaf players listening, I and they were offended by that, I'd be like, guys. I mean, you they can, know. don't fault me for. Yeah, listen, I'm cheering for you. I want it, but we have to look at the mathematical possibility of of this happening and. It's okay. It's not great. You know what? You look at how the Leafs performed in uh, you know down the stretch, down the final stretch. It was pretty poor, I thought. Like their final five games, even the games that weren't the second half of a back to back, they didn't they look, didn't look like f- themselves. Even in the Pittsburgh win, didn't look like themselves. Felt like they needed to breathe. They needed to breathe, but they couldn't because they had to yeah. make the playoffs. Now, <sighs> no one's expecting them to do shit. And they that got half funny. a week off. House money, and they get they get a few days off. Finally, Bozak, I'm sure, is pretty stoked about that. Just hang out with his kid. Yeah, wrestle with your kid. I, I think you'll see a better Leafs team than you've seen in the past two weeks. Do you have to take your Holt Beast figurine off your wall? Maybe and For replace him with a some kind of Leaf figurine. Why don't you have a Freddie Anderson one yet? I I haven't seen one. I think you need to get one. I don't think they make those, but I'll try to find one. They don't make one for not that they I've make seen. for everybody. Adam, I don't you think I would know? <laughs> I was at Sports Check on Sunday, and they're selling Dion Phaneuf Leaf Lego figurines for I think it's four dollars. 
That's too much. I was like, that's just give those away. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, My favorite uh, things that you you see is like at the dollar store where they've licensed the player, but they haven't licensed the team logo. So it'll be like, (laughs) Dion, but no, but he'll just have like a number three on his jersey. In a blue shirt. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And then Sidney Crosby, 87, and it's like an 87 jersey that they photoshopped on. I have an Eric Lindros figurine in an orange NHLPA jersey. Uh, (laughs) uh, Interesting. Next question. What? Um, this guy's a little mad at you guys for last oh. episode. Oh shit! What it's else is all, new? It's in all capitals. <laughs> oh shit! Hey, Stephen Adam. Oh my god! Now can I ask what the most underrated storyline of the season was? Yes, you can. Oh, this was the guy who we were like, shut up. Yeah. We're not <laughs> done yet. Not over. Most underrated storyline of the season. You'd think we would have prepared for this. We didn't. We had, um, we had a week. You know. Okay. So I was thinking about this, and I think this was going to be my answer last show. Did we still make enough of a a big enough of a deal of how bad Colorado was? <laughs> I don't know if we did. No, man. no. I don't think- was, they were shit, and they weren't supposed to be. Hmm. I'm not saying they were supposed to be good, but did they hit 50 points? Leafs hit 69. The McEichel Sabers, who sold and then sold the guys they sold for. <laughs> Finished with 54. What did Colorado have this year? 48. Are you fucking with me? Or were you even trying? They had nine road wins. That's like me. All season. That's like me playing a whole season on on pro on uh, NHL uh, 17. Just pro, not Just even all-star? All-star. All I'm pretty bad. I haven't played much. Uh, but I, I think I agree, but I also think not enough was made and you're going to laugh at this out because it's not how good the Leafs rookies were. No, no, no. <laughs> I think I think enough was made of that. I think we know. I not enough was made of Sidney Crosby this yeah, year. That's yeah, like it's yeah. it's on that level. There's just too much about it. I think that not enough was made about the two record-breaking winning streaks that we had from mm. Minnesota and Columbus. I think you're Two absolutely teams that right. nobody would have called. You would you would have called maybe Minnesota as a fringe 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 playoff team yep. and you would have never thought in a million years that oh. Columbus was making it, let alone Tortorella surviving the season. I yeah, seriously. Right? Hmm. Yeah. And so to me, those two and the fact that we had two games uh, was it both of them went over 15 games. It was uh, Columbus was other, at yeah. 15 I think and Minnesota was at 12 and they faced each other. And then Columbus streak won. versus streak. Oh, yeah, I think that to me that's the moment. one. I, I I think it's subjective, but I think that's the one for me. I'm going to say cool. two rookies that were severely overlooked. Matthew Kachuk. Yeah, but he brought himself into the spotlight. But maybe the most underrated rookie of the season. Uh, Matt Martin. Uh, Matt Martin. Matt Martin. Uh, Matt Murray. <laughs> Matt Murray, notwithstanding, because because that that whole weird thing. Sebastian Ajo yeah. got nothing. In Carolina. And it wasn't until the very end of the season everyone's like, well, and look at his numbers. Wow. Come on. He had nothing. Who had the most underrated performance of the year? Uh, it can be points. It can be play. It can be anything you want it to be. Underrated performance. Ajo for sure. Wierenski got a lot of love at the beginning of the season. Um, mm-hmm. Brent Burns. Because he tore it up. As a defenseman, mm-hmm. and he was leading the league in points, and then he fell off for the last probably two months of the season. And I think everybody forgot that he was on a pace to break some records. But there was a time where he was really prominent in the Norris and Hart conversation. Mm-hmm. I can't believe so, that he's not still prominent in the Norris yeah. conversation. Well, I'm going to say Eric Carlson because he had a similar season. Yeah, 
but didn't Indeed. get any of that love. Mm-hmm. So maybe Eric Carlson, Cam Talbot mm-hmm. in net for Edmonton. Oilers fans gave him the love. I don't really think anyone else did. Um, is it fair to say Jonathan Bernier? Sure. The Duck season could have been really disastrous. Mm-hmm. And he saved them, saved their bacon. I'm sure there's a lot that we're missing. I mean, well, anyone on Tampa? <laughs> well, here's, yeah. So I was going to say Nikita, Nikita Kucherov. Kucherov. He missed uh, eight games, still had 40 goals and 45 assists. Jesus. So he had 85 points. Yeah, obnoxious. In, a, in an era where you can't do that. He had one of the highest points for games in the league, I believe only behind Connor McDavid. The, the year Jamie Benn won the and, scoring and title, Crosby, he had sorry. 86, I think, or 87. Um, so, so yeah, Nikita Kucherov, and another one I want to point out is Mark Shifley. He got a lot of love at the beginning of the season, but still sort of played second fiddle to the line. Patrick Liney. Yeah. He had 82 points. Mark Shifley. Um, he had 82? 32 goals, 50 assists. Now, his shooting percentage was ultra high, 20%. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, so okay, that will regress. Gonna, yeah. However, it's not unfair to expect that he gets 45 to 50 assists when you're you playing see, with Patrick, still, Yeah, his shooting Patrick percentage Lane. was high, but he had, yeah, that many assists. One of uh, the most underrated storylines might be Steven Stamkos signing that big deal in the offseason and then only playing 17 games. What did he get in those 17 games? Nine goals and 11 assists. Oh, wow. Shit sakes. He was so good. 20 points in 17 games. What? That sucks. Somebody sent me a a message when he went down and they said, you know, this is why I'm glad that we didn't sign Stamkos. I feel like all of his injuries are fluke. Like, it's not like he he wouldn't have gone down game 17 had he played for the Leafs. It was just that particular situation at that time. And if he had, if if John Cooper had held him back a shift or something like that, or something, it's just one of those weird things that just happens. I saw saw a tweet today that was interesting, and and it's true, and I agree with it. So I'm not dumping on it. Let me start with that. But uh, the Leafs were historically healthy this year, and part of the reason was their sports science team. Um, you know, probably help them through a lot of injuries, bumps and bruises. Also, young players just tend to bounce bounce back a little quicker. Carlson with his Carlson with his Achilles heel hmm. and uh, Stamkos when he broke his leg and everything like that. But like, what? How much science is there to cure like a head injury if someone were to get a really bad concussion on the Leafs, which they for the most part avoided, or a, a bone break? They didn't even have a broken bone. The only bone that got broken on this team this season, if I'm not mistaken, was Ben Smith's finger. And Eric Ferris' finger. And Eric Ferris' finger, shit. But that's it. That's it. Like, it's a lot of luck goes into that. Uh-huh. A lot of luck. Yeah, there's no sports science for yeah. Mark Mathot losing half of his pinky. You didn't get no. hit funny once. You didn't catch yeah. a rut once. You, you didn't block a shot by accident. Like, even a teammate shot once. You didn't get slashed in the hand in a funny way. You didn't, or you did, but it didn't break. A lot of luck went into that, mm-hmm. which means a lot of shit luck went Stamco's way. Yeah, and Tampa. I and feel Tampa. Like Tampa's going to be scary. You said it in your video. They're going to be scary good next year. Even without, they can afford to lose Tyler Johnson now. Braden Point's that good. Is Tyler Johnson an RFA? Uh, I don't know. If he is, they're just going to get more assets for him. I know. It's, it's And Tampa Iserman. continues to be amazing. The Tampa almost made the playoffs with an injured, busted-up team and got picks and assets for Valtteri Filppula, Brian Boyle, and Ben Bishop, and cap space. Are you kidding me? Tyler Johnson is an RFA, and so was Andre Palat. And 
Ooh. So who do you keep, Palat or Johnson? Two RFA. Palat. Druin is also an RFA? You keep Druin and Palat. Um, I don't think you have to pay Druin too, too much. Bridge yeah, him. yeah it's only his second contract. But you look at, okay, so here's the, the, this is the great part about Steve Eiserman. He got, last year, who did he get under contract that he wasn't supposed to? Headman to a great deal. Kucherov is a great deal. Kucherov, for the next two seasons, makes Headman. 4.5, if I'm not mistaken. That's that's a seven or eight million dollar player. Yep. Um, so Hedman Hedman signs for less. Stamco signs for less. Kucherov signs for less. I bet you could get Tyler Johnson to go. Listen, Tyler, hmm. if you can give us a couple years, just give us a couple years, then go make your crazy he might be money. Able to do it. He might be able to do it. And Pilot, because why not? He might be able go to go for it. Off. Come and win now, and then make your money. Yeah. Because you put you put okay yeah you can make money now, but you put cup on your resume, you can make yeah. way more money Maybe after Drew that. Maybe too. Yeah, we Christopher Stig you, and then you're made for the rest of your career. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dave Bolin you. Dave Bolin you. Any, anything anything Blackhawks did. Leafs. Brendan Todd makes six million dollars. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, any more? No, I just want to say thank you for all the birthday messages. Mrs. Dangle is waiting outside the Starbucks downstairs. So I should probably. <laughs> all right. Well, at, tw- at two oh six, I was. She was like, "Are you done soon?" I'm like, "Yeah, it is two forty one." By the way, <laughs> the next time we do a show. It will be the first time in the history of this podcast that we are doing a podcast on a Leafs playoff game day. I love it. Um, are we doing the show on Thursday? Yes, we are doing the show on Thursday. Because we were talking about possibly doing it on Friday. On Good yeah. Friday. So we have... Oh. Are, are we not all free? <laughs> That's Is it not a, I'm available. I have, it's a free day. We can do it any time of the day because none of us have jobs that at day. at night. <laughs> So maybe early on we can do noon. We do. We can do. It's one. great that we're figuring it yeah, out. Yeah, stay tuned. We'll see. We'll figure it out. <laughs> well, oh, and and well, no. Let us know your feedback too. Like, do you want a game no, day we need show? To make that decision. I know, <laughs> but a game day show. Which keep in mind, there's a very good chance you won't hear that show before the game. Yeah. Or do you want the next day where Honestly, you get our full analysis of the thing? I think it makes more sense to do it Friday, guys. Yeah, I think it does too. That's why. All right, I for Friday it, it is. Friday at 11 or noon or whatever, and then we'll put it out immediately yeah. afterwards. Yeah. Jesse yeah. takes about 10 minutes to do. Do not leave Steve Dangle before putting the description and oh. the title down. Yes. All right. That's usually what takes us so long to get it up. Well, oh, I'm sorry. It takes no, two hours no, to get no, on. No, no. Don't give <laughs> Steve all the blame. I have some, most of the time, I have to leave here and go do our other job. Oh, so that, that's why. That thing. Like, that yeah, yeah, we won't be up for another couple hours. Okay. That inconvenience. Well, we love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. The next time we do a podcast, it will be the first post-Leafs game day podcast we've ever done. It'll be one nothing Leafs is what it will be. Follow the guys on Twitter at Steve underscore Dangle, at Adam W-Y-L-D-E, and at Jesse Blake. The Steve Dangle Podcast. Brought to you by Panago Pizza. Order at Panago.com and stuff your face with deliciousness.